Hello! Hola, como esta? Beautiful anuses. Oh, do you want a Frankenstein tort? Do they have Frankenstein? Oh, because they're still hawking uh, Halloween stuff at the back That's of the right. catalog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I do want a Frankenstein tort. You do? Uh, how could you say no to a Frankenstein what tort? What is it? A tort is just like a cake with multiple Technically, layers, it's right? Frankenstein's tort. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that's the end. We're going. That's hey, the podcast. <laughs> this is the this Boy Hattie <laughs> Podcast. We're coming at you live from Bill's basement. I'm this Annie. This is just going to turn on the Bill and Annie minute. That's Bill. What we're, we do? What will we record a 90-minute podcast, and we're good for the next 90 weeks? We'll just slice it into 90-minute, <laughs> 90 observations. Uh, this is. We are looking at uh. the Swiss Colony catalog, Bill's favorite part of Christmas. It's <laughs> funny because, like, I recorded a podcast yesterday with a uh, Daniel Grumpy Turtle. Turtle, and uh, we talked about the original Frankenstein movie. So, of course, yeah. the nomenclature of it, you know, <laughs> yeah. do, do we call him Frankenstein? Do we call him the the, the monster? You know, oh, God, that's fucking hilarious. There is a credit program for the Swiss Colony Catalog. What? So that if you want to buy one of everything. Oh, shut your mouth. No, there's Does a credit Does it actually plan. say if you want to, oh, credit. Oh, Send no money. You don't need to total your order. We will add shipping you, and processing. I, I thought you were suggesting that it actually you. does require you to buy one of everything, though, because I could see that, like, some old person thing. well, technically, that's a deal. I just have to order, like, one of each. Like, I have to get a Frankenstein tort. I have to get a Chris Mouse. I have to get, like, old granny panties. I want all anthropomorphized food. I want a, I want a Cloaca sweater. Um... Um, but it's the Christmas catalog. That is Christmas catalog. I mean, if it being October wasn't enough to prove that, like, man, shit, yeah, the end of the year is coming. This is it. This is like, which is funny because we still have three months of the year. It's not like yeah. the year's that close to being over. Well, when you're but a retailer, in terms of the dude. Seasons, well, that's the thing with you because, yeah, you've been working on that. Well, no, stuff. also, I mean, just like from like a marketing, you go into stores and it is now Christmas. I, I saw Fred Meyers have some of their Christmas shirts. Speaking of which, I went to Fred Meyers this week. Uh huh. Um, picked up some. Sprinkled Donut Captain Crunch. Mm -hmm. Just saw that idly on the shelves. But I went to Fred Meyer's half specifically to go look for more mm -hmm. of the Lego Series 14 stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was on the shelves, and which I didn't care. But then Joshin went the next day because he mm -hmm. wanted to check them out. And he was actually like, where did Annie see those <laughs> Legos on the shelves? Because we didn't even see like an empty spot in the shelves where yeah. the Lego uh, Series 14 stuff would have been. Yeah. And he actually even took a little video just like, <laughs> like where is the shit have been? He sent me like a, like via chat, like uh -huh. a little message, like a little just like, okay. Okay, like here's the video. Show me where it's supposed to be. So, just... <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Because were they those... just all, were they just on boxes on the shelves? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there were twelve boxes, and God I damn. went three days later, and there were six boxes. So I'm not Shit's surprised popular. that they're all gone. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast, where, as y'all can tell, we talk about pop culture detritus, whatever has captured tort. our attention. It's it really is just the Frankenstein tort. It's not Frankenstein's tort. Yeah. Of no, they it fucked is up because it's. Because it's a Frankenstein. I still it's argue. Frankenstein as a general now. It's supposed the to be bride. Now. It's in, it's pretty much canon that the, that the monster's name is Frankenstein. It the is the bride of Frankenstein. Well, it's, it's about the monster wanting a mate. It it goes by uh first. We don't know what his first name is. Like Al Al yeah. Frankenstein. You yeah. know, it's like he just goes um, by his surname. Bride of Frankenstein is not about the scientist's wife. <laughs> it's not, it's not like she's the star <laughs> attraction. It's like she's you know singing on a floor show or anything like that. Uh, so how you doing? I'm doing all right, Bill. Oh, I'm Speak. We actually just did have real donuts. Annie and Foley just stopped by. They picked up uh, Blue Star Donuts here mm -hmm. in Portland. Which, hey, if you don't live in Portland and you ever think about visiting, don't fall into the hype. Yeah, don't go to Voodoo. Voodoo's not 
bad. Voodoo's not good. But there's better donuts. Yeah. Everyone gets fallen in the trap. Well, I mean, they're the only donuts in town that are shaped like a dick. At least right. officially, they're licensed. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> licensed by the American Penile Council. But Blue Star. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, God, this already doesn't even smell good. These are the Sprinkled Donut Crunch. You're not be brave. I saw a cereal space shaped like a donut, and I could not not buy oh, this. Oh, man, it even is kind of colored like a cake donut. Yeah, it is kind of. That's slightly alarming. It does taste like sprinkles. <sighs> it does taste like frosting. It tastes vaguely vanilla cake batter. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not getting the donut. Yeah, it doesn't taste like sprinkle. donuts. Maybe it's the sprinkles that kind of taste like vanilla. Well, it's not bad. It's just kind of like... It's everybody the podcast where I eat right into the microphone. It's, it's Captain Crunch with a little bit of vanilla, and that's really it in a shape like donuts. Hmm. Um, oh, did you see? They're coming out with cinnamon bun Oreos. What? That's Oreos' attempt to, like, mark, you know, get the corner on the, like, autumnal fall... Yeah, that's their PSL. With, you know, cappuccino, uh -huh. which I, I'm assuming they must have already have like pumpkin spice Oreos. When I was at Fred Meyer's the other day, because it just turned October, of course mm -hmm. everything they had pumpkin spice Twinkies, right? Pumpkin right. Spice. Oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, man, pumpkin spice Twinkies because the it's so it's the fill it's normal Twinkie but uh -huh. with like a brown beige pumpkin spice filling, but it looks like baby shit. <laughs> it just looks like oh man, yeah, it's just not. Like it's just not the color of what you want anything to come out of the middle of a Twinkie that you just bit into. Bill, uh, pumpkin uh, spice Cheerios do not exist. They have peanut butter Cheerios though. They do have peanut butter. That makes sense. That's what a flavor combination. That makes um, sense. Man, speaking of peanut butter, uh huh. You, are you caught up on Great British Bake Off? No, you are my. <gasps> oh, we can't talk about because the finale is this up. week. Yeah. That face. It's hard because the I, I, I'm I on the, the semifinals. No, I'm on the semifinals still, and uh, it's hard because it's down to all people I really like. Did you finish the semifinals or uh, you finished the last episode? Though, the right? quarterfinals is what we were at. Sorry. With, yeah, exactly. Down to, the next down to four. The, the next to next to last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw that Paul got booted. Yes. Okay. I'm guessing what you saw was Nadia spoilers for Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I'm, it's down to um, Ian, yeah. is it? Uh, Tamal, Nadia, and Flora. I'm guessing Flora's going to go next because she's inconsistent. Yeah. And um, then I'd have to get... Then it's hard. Well, that's the finale then. It would be wh whoever that fourth person gets kicked off and then it's the three people who head into the finale and that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, this is a really good season to bake off. Spoilers Super good for the episode off. you didn't see. Nadia yeah. makes a chocolate peanut butter thing. Uh-huh. I was like, I already like Nadia. Nadia is this yeah. Muslim lady. She's got a headscarf, but she's super sweet and funny. Not to say that Muslim women aren't yeah. known for, but, uh -huh. but you think Muslim women. She's the most expressive person she's on the show. Fucking, she's such a cutie. I, you type in Great British Bake Off into Tumblr and look at the photos, and half yeah. of them are like drawings of her and her fan. Ah, she's fucking. <laughs> so she's such a cutie. She is goddamn hilarious, and she's got an attitude. She's she's she's, she's all around really just. Fun. She's the other thing. All everyone on the show right now is really fun television. Yeah, exactly. Because Tamal yeah. is really genuinely funny. But but humble and Ian is such a funny looking cutie yeah. and Flora is such a goober too. Yeah. Flora's especially, she's always like, Meh. Flora is really funny because she looks like a, a miniature adult human. <laughs> Cause she's only 19, but she's very dialed what in. What are the little critter dolls that Emily Carroll loves so much? Uh, the, what is it? The Sylvan animal, the Sylvan family. She's AKA a human Calico version critters. of one of the Calico you're critters. You're percent correct. Flora is only 19. Calico critter. <laughs> that is a 
hundred percent. She's very Scottish. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Nadia makes she goes for this chocolate peanut butter thing, and like she's like, oh, I love peanut butter and I love chocolate. I'm like, oh yeah, you're speaking to me. And then she talks about how this thing she's building, like I'm gonna put peanuts in this, and I'm like, and like she essentially made a giant Snickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that yeah. all is like, oh Nadia, you stole my heart. I, you know, she's got a Twitter account this week. I'm like, Nadia, I love you. I don't, I know you already taped this three weeks ago, but you can do it. You can win. Although I actually, if anyone won, I'd be Ian. I'm not that into because he's just kind of like he's nice, but he's not that Who? interesting. Ian, the white guy. Oh, Ian. Yeah. At least Tamal's kind of interesting too. Tamal, Tamal is funny. Tamal is like seems like he would be a fun guy to actually have a beer with. Yeah. He some of his base is based off of his favorite sandwiches. Yeah. His life changing sandwiches. Like Did you see he came out as gay this week? Yeah. 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 Um, homosexual. I saw, I guess, the Daily Mail, I guess it's a conservative thing in the UK, just published the first thing they saw that they had in the, uh, it was, well, because the Great British uh, Bake Off finale is this week. It's a big thing, so all the newspapers are covering it and getting ready for the uh, finale this Wednesday. Sure. And I guess their cover blurb was about how the only reason that, like, oh, just about how the only reason everyone got to the last uh, episode is because, like, they're Muslim or this or this or that, you know, it's like... What is their justification for Ian? Uh, because he's a new man. He's he's too much mean? of a hippie. He's too effeminate. Oh my god! Which bull? The biggest butchest guy they ever, contestant they ever had biggest. made it to the next to last but episode. But he's not there anymore. But exactly. So now they're all like the only reason. Really? Why, yeah. He's a new man, and that's that's whatever. that that was how they classified it was like a new, a new man, man. Ian. And it's not like he's a super hippie. He has a garden. He's an English guy with a garden. That's like half. Well, Does new half man of UK. mean hippie? Kind of. I guess I'm googling. <laughs> it's it's yeah, and of course you know they're slagging on like Tamal and. Nadia yeah, and whatever. Flora. And I cannot just... believe that there uh, is uh, some sort of racial issues in a, Ger- in, a, in a British newspaper. Yeah, I'm glad to see at least uh, conservative assholes are uh, uh, the I same up, everywhere. When I look up New Man Urban Dictionary, it's Jerry's arch enemy on Seinfeld. <laughs> I remember that. Um, anyway, so, man, yeah. bake off. So, not for the billionth time, if you are an American listener and you have not partaken of this show you need to partake of it pbs you can still broadcast you can watch the four most recent episodes from this season for the they call it the great british baking show no actually right now pbs is showing last season inexplicably i'm I'm saying but i mean you can watch four episodes of this season for them like for their season for the season of um the great british baking show which is not in sequential it is not the season that bill and i are talking about that's on the bbc uh, what the great british baking show is showing uh, start showing you the first episode is only available for like two more days oh really so, yeah because they do they do it's like some kind of weird licensing yeah. or something like that so well although here in the portland i think they just started showing this last season just like last sunday mm-hmm. so i guess maybe depend well i guess well though if you're just looking up the pbs yeah, I'm talking website about PBS.org, oh yeah. really website yeah go fucking hit that shit up right now yeah. so at least you it's know what so we're talking about Good. Great, I, great British baking show. Yeah. yeah. Look that up. It is the best. <laughs> number number it's one. It's funny because, like, Jen Manley Lee, our friend, she just does, like, I guess she doesn't listen to the podcast. No, she, no one should listen to her. Well, exactly. But she was just like, I heard about this thing called the Great British Bake Out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Proof that we don't hang out with Jen Manley Lee that much anymore. Otherwise, she would have heard us called the Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It's literally all I talk about anymore. Um, it's almost over, though. Like I said, the finale's this week. So we'll, you got one more episode, we'll be squealing 
feeling about who won or who lost. Yeah, but the show is so good. Yeah, the only show I've been watching lately, other than Great British Bake Off, is Foley and I just finished the first season and catching up with this season of How to Get Away with Murder. Is this the second season that's airing now? Uh, right now they're airing the second back. season, and it's like there are two episodes of it. Okay. What's really funny is that we're, we're maybe like three episodes away to the end of the first season, and we go over to a friend's house, and this is a friend who watches a lot of trashy television, a lot of trashy television, and happily so. And she just looks at us and she says, you watch that show? <laughs> Uh, and she won't tell us why she won't like it, but now she, she why she doesn't like it. Now seeing the end of the first season, I totally see why. Is it? it? Why? Well, most... It's good enough for you to keep on watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying it, but it is the most transparently manipulative, trashy television because show I've ever sex? seen. Because of people no, get no, no, murdered no. or it's something not like that? Or just kind so, of like the, just generally just the writing? Uh, uh, it's genuinely just... It's one Everything? of those things where they will present you with what seems to be an obstacle to a character, and mm-hmm. then there will be some MacGuffin that gets them out of it almost every oh, single time. Oh, magically out of the blue. But, but then they add a new issue. But there, you get to a certain point where it's like there's no actual urgency because yeah. it's like they're always going to get out of this crazy circumstance, one or another. And it's all it's usually so cartoonish. And their big reveal at the end of the season was like such a big... It's like, all right, buds. Okay, whatever. It's ridiculous, what? though. It's so a lot of fun. Because you said this is lawyer teaching a bunch of kids about how to, how to like, literally, if you're a criminal, how to get away with murder, so right? So it's a bunch of first-year law students. They're taking oh, okay. uh, Criminal Law 101 taught by this lady, and she calls it How to Get Away with Murder. And the lady's Viola Davis, who's yeah. famous now because of Remy's speech. She, I mean, this show is, she is, this the show is back up the Emmy truck for Viola Davis. Yeah. Like, every episode well, gives her something more to do. Well, and they were saying the same do. thing about Carrie uh, uh, Washington, because the same producer made Scandal. I remember mm-hmm. hearing some of the same things. Also, that Scandal's also incredibly trashy, too. So. <laughs> well, that was Dil- I, I tweeted, like, this is the trashiest show I've ever been- seen, and, and Dill's response was, clearly you haven't seen Scandal. <laughs> but um, this is not really my kind of show. Uh, the reason why we're watching it is that Foley saw gifts of the first episode <laughs> of the second season with Famke Jensen making out with Viola Davis. Oh, really? And Foley... So it's that... Okay. There is a certain type of... Uh, there is one of the phenotypes that Foley is attracted to, and Femke Jensen is the progenitor of that in her brain. Yeah. So Aww. it's like, it, this is very special for her. But uh, um, yeah, no, this show is so trashy. Is Famke Jensen bad. a recurring character now? Uh, I like Famke. I like her. She's in the, cool. In this, She's in the second season. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if she comes back. Well, I guess back. it's only been two episodes. So it's really yeah. hard to tell what's going on. They yeah. kind of wrapped her up and sent her off. So okay. she doesn't necessarily need to. Because I, I can see her just being a guest star for an episode. But... Marsha Gay Harden shows up for a couple episodes. Who's Marsha Gay Harden? I love her because she's the mom in Whip It. Oh god, that means I've seen her. But I, I've always seen, I hear the name, but I can never. She's great. I really like her as an actress. Does a really good job. Um, yeah, this show is like it's really fun and dumb. Oh, that face. Yeah, that face. This show is really fun. Oh, uh, she was in Flubber. Oh, she was the lady in Miller's Crossing. That's what I know her as. Um, uh, how to get away with that murder is trashy. <laughs> it is I'm glad bad. we found something. It good, is Dean though. Thomas and Viola Davis having trashy. Oh, that's right. That's so the good. show with Dean Thomas. It is nice to watch a show where it's like the median skin tone is not white. <laughs> I'll just say that. Where it's like you know, it, it's it's just it's very it's pleasant. It's a pleasant change. So I like that Aww. quite a bit. But, anyway. but yeah, you've been busy with work, so you haven't had a whole ton of ton of ton of blah 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 I have not had a lot of free time. That is correct. So all we've really done, literally, has been work, come home, eat Stream dinner. Dishonored. Watch an episode of How to Get Away with Murder and then go to bed. No, we ha- I haven't played any Dishonored till last night. It's okay. been about a week since I've played Dishonored. 
That's true. I don't want to talk about that because you need to talk about things. So it doesn't just the segment doesn't end with just you going on a monologue for thirty minutes. Bill, tell me about Jurassic World and Terminator Genesis. I saw Jurassic World, Terminator Genesis. Man, Jurassic World is bad. Yeah. Do, I, do you care? Do, do you remember no. anything about the original Jurassic Park? Or oh anything like yeah, that? I remember the original. Jurassic like Park. I saw the second Jurassic Park. I never saw the third one that everyone hates. So I don't know what's what so bad. I about saw it, the but... one that Spielberg did where it's the the dinosaurs in New York theaters that was the only one i saw in theaters. that's the end was of the second three? one that was two okay. i think so unless the same thing happens in the third one i did also well, see three in theaters there's a segment in at the end of jurassic park 2 someone like kidnaps the tyrannosaurus rex and yeah. takes it to like san diego so there is like five minutes of it like running around downtown san diego yeah and there's a joke because like like there's a bunch of japanese businessmen and they go oh godzilla they yeah. run away. it's all like because godzilla um so and everyone was raving about how good this new Jurassic World movie is, you know, because it's I, that is not any of the feedback I, I well people it. online because I also made a million dollars, but I did see, you know, if you go like on a Reddit and shit, of course oh, people okay. are like it's so see, good, every... it's the spiritual because this is like the first movie that's been a direct sequel to the first one in terms of like going back to because I think the second and third ones take place on a different island. Yeah, I mean they're sequels and they they involve some of the same characters and everything yeah. like that, but it's not like. Going back to the original part to see all the what... feedback I heard about this movie. Granted, I only was oh, watching on Twitter. Bullshit. Everyone I heard was just saying this is the most awful, sexually regressive, boring ass, cheesy looking movie. Uh, sexually regressive. Uh, well, I remember there was a big kerfuffle came out because the first scene between uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Splash. Yeah. She's all like, we dated once, and I'm in high heels, and, 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 and he's, he's like, all like, I'm rugged man. And... Don't you like to have sex like these animals like to have sex? Yeah. And that's like. That's the only time they really do that in the whole movie. But they really, I mean, it only really takes one scene. It's not like, oh, they only did it once where they were fucked up. But there's just nothing, just nothing happens. It's kind of just a remake of the first one because, Mm -hmm. uh, except in the first Jurassic Park movie, they were just about to open a park where the dinosaurs get out. Now this one, they have opened a park and then the dinosaurs get out. Sure. Instead of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, now they've genetically engineered a new dinosaur called the Indominus Rex. It's just like a slightly larger Transformers <laughs> Rex. And again, it just kind of eats a bunch of people. And like, you know, you've got like, it's just, it's, it's real. I, I never cared that much about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of, for a lot of younger people, inspired people yeah. to really want to get into dinosaurs, get yeah. into science and stuff like that. For my generation, that is a huge, that is my generation's Goonies. Yeah. And I, it never really occurred to me how kind of. I don't know if you call it progressive, but interesting that, like, the first Jurassic Park movie, all the main characters are scientists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of some kind of, like, a math, mathematician, you have a botanist, you have this thing. This guy, this one, the main character is just an ex-Navy dude. It's Chris Pratt. Yeah. And it's also kind of confusing as, like, because for the first half of the movie, it seems like the main character is Splash, Ron Howard's yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah. I call her Splash because didn't she play the the the, the, uh, the what's in the water? Yeah, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Also, she's son of uh, Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. She's daughter of Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. I just watched uh, Rocky Horror a whole bunch I more times. I know her so. as the Village because that was the first movie I, I saw she's her the Village. In. But so for the whole first half of the movie, it's about her. She's the one running Jurassic Park, and it's all yeah. about how she doesn't have time for family and she needs to learn how to like soften up. But she's really like a strength. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. It's only one scene, Bill. Uh-huh. Why? I've seen enough movies where that that character oh, just happened to be a guy. So I don't necessarily see that as like a gender thing where it's like, oh, she's a lady. She needs to. Actually, one thing I was impressed by is uh-huh. the fact that she starts off in the movie in, 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 in nude high heels. And she actually stays in high heels for the whole movie. She's doing action stuff. I was like, okay, that's kind of, I don't know for some reason, because I thought she had to like take her shoes off or something like that. She does everything she has to do, like still kind of like dressed up a little bit. I don't know why. I thought that was kind of fun. 
I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's face is just slowly uh, contorting more and more. Uh-huh. But like I said, like uh, the whole it's it's a it's it's a Hollywood uh, stereotype sure. of the uptight business character who has sure. to learn how not to be so uptight. Sure. If you put a woman in that role, especially because she does have to learn how to like take care of her two nephews who have shown up in Jurassic uh-huh. Park, so it is kind of like, uh-huh. why don't you learn have time to, to like mother? take care of these uh-huh. children? Yeah, she, well, she does start uh, menstruating for the first time <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Back to the movie. It's actually how she lures the dinosaurs away. She's like oh, menstruates for the first time and throws, you know. Um, but yeah, but then like suddenly when uh, uh, when uh, what's his face shows up, he kind of takes over the movie from her essentially. Yeah. Even though they're supposed to be, I guess they're supposed to be working together and yeah. kind of forming kind of a parental unit for the like her nephews. Sure, but it's just like, and Chris Pratt's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. And again, he's just like a knuckleheaded ex marine guy. Yeah, and just like there's no like. At least the first movie pretended to be about science. Yeah. This one, yeah, yeah, you have a made-up dinosaur. Yeah. And they actually do have a character who is essentially an audience surrogate for people mm-hmm. who grew up with the original uh, Jurassic Park, because he's a guy who works in the command center for Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. And he's wearing a, an old-school Jurassic Park t-shirt. He's yeah. a nerdy guy with glasses. Mm-hmm. He's all like, oh, argh, this is terrible. Why do we have to come up with new dinosaurs? Aren't original dinosaurs enough for you? He's essentially voicing the concerns of that part of the audience, but he's yeah. like presented as this like, uptight nerd, like, yeah. nah, I'm here to ruin your fun, because I just like, this should be about science, not just about mm-hmm. like entertaining people and just kind of like and it's just from a perspective like no this the set pieces aren't interesting or anything it's just like totally dumb question what is a what would be a like i feel like the first jurassic park movie is such a good self-contained little story yeah how do you make a good sequel to jurassic park and i asked that to the listeners of boy howdy i don't know because i was never that big fan of a uh of jurassic park to begin with so i don't know I, if you're gonna make a movie about dinosaurs, have fucking time travelers. I want to see old school. I don't want just you want Land of the Lost. I want, yeah! I don't want this shit where it's just like modern day and you got like three dinosaurs in a pen. Yeah, and they get out and start eating people. I want to be in that fucking world. I want dinosaurs up the ass back in the day. <laughs> you're never getting out of there. You got to learn how to survive in this dinosaur world. But that's not Jurassic Park. Well, fuck. Don't make Jurassic Park make a good dinosaur Bill, movie. Bill, I'm not saying what's a good dinosaur movie. I'm saying what's a good dinosaur movie. start off with me. I already disqualified myself. Like, I'm, like, I'm out. But no, really, there's one of those movies where I genuinely don't envy anyone who has to make a follow-up. Because how do you capture on the success I mean, it is interesting film? that they go back to the original park and yeah. and try to... And it is interesting to see what would happen if they actually did pull off the park and actually open it, but then things go yeah. wrong. But it opens up with a whole bunch of basic storytelling issues of, like, well, you, this already happened... The first park got destroyed yeah. for the same reasons. You're making the exact same mistakes. Would yeah. you not learn something about what yeah. happened 20 years? Because, like, uh, in, in the world of the movie, it's yeah. known that, like, the dinosaurs got out and killed a whole bunch of people. Right. It's not like they're pretending... It, it's not like it was even covered up or anything. Right. It was international news. Right. And still, it's just like... It's just... This time we're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just... interesting because I um, recently watched Westworld, which was Michael Crichton's direct. Yeah, he actually exactly. Wrote yeah. and directed it back in like the seventies, which is him about a, a theme park with uh, you know that goes wrong, where the creations of the park uh, kill all the people who visit. And I remember watching this. The reason why I watched it is that HBO is making it into a TV show, yeah. and apparently there were sequels and a TV show. And I'm watching this the whole time, going, "How do you a spin this out into a television show?" With any sort of unless like, they're gonna get like unless they're gonna go crazy every week like, or like it, well, what are you gonna do? It's yeah. like is it you just is it just a slow build to that turning point? But then what is your status? These quo? days it gets yeah you get turned into a t- like a limited series TV show. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, but like HBO series, you know, they don't they they follow their own rules or whatever. It's a little more like the, the BBC is. that way, where they can they're a little more comfortable just like telling yeah. a set story, maybe. Because that's why I struggle with how to get away with murder. Is that I'm um, like, okay, well, you assholes, how are you gonna top this cartoonish yeah. mystery um, next season? You know, and also like the fact that the two kids in this movie are two little brothers. Uh huh. And the one brother, one brother, the little brother, he's really into dinosaurs, just like the little brother in the first movie. Uh-huh. And the older brother is, you know, it's not a girl. Yeah. And this time it's just a disaffected teenage boy who just, uh-huh. like, he has absolutely no character. The whole point of his character is that he's, like, a disaffected, like, millennial or whatever the hell. Right. Like, 17-year-old kid who just, like, who just wants to mack on girls and take selfies and shit like that. Yeah. And it's just the most, like, it, the character might not even, the only the reason he exists in the movie from a plot perspective is that he knows how to drive a car. There's a point <laughs> where they have to hotwire a car, and that is it. He has no story function uh, at all. Sure, yeah. And it, again, because, like, the main, like, the main action lead is an ex-Navy guy. Yeah. Uh, the, the one lady, there's less ladies in this movie, and the one lady in the thing, yeah, is learning how to be, soften up, becoming, like, a real woman yeah. again. Uh, mm-hmm. The siblings, which used yeah. to be a boy and a girl, now for some reason, well, that's you, fuck it. We're gonna make it two boys this time because you know we're just. It's just, it's it's weird that a, a sequel to the first movie that you know this is like twenty two years later, and this movie is like less progressive than a movie came out twenty two years ago. Yeah, just in terms of like the cast and what they're doing, and just like, and it wouldn't be so bad if the story wasn't just regurgitating what happened in the first movie too. It's like yeah. it's 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 a sh- it's a it's a shallow lesser Xerox of the first movie. Mm. Which is a shame because I'm also finding out that this this guy, the guy who directed, I was this, about to say, how is the directing and not the pacing bad? Of it? But at the same time, like I'm watching the action scenes, I'm like, this is the guy. Granted, Star Wars is dumb pulp, and yeah. and like the guy who directed Return of the Jedi was just like a TV director, you know? So, yeah. But still, it's like, man, this like all the people available in Hollywood, you can get this guy to do a fucking Star Wars, but yeah. and like that movie. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World did not make all of its money just because of the directing. It's because it's fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, it's dinosaurs. And it's just like how are the effects? Oh, not that great. Yeah, the CGI. I mean, granted, if you put this side to side, like with like twenty-two year old CGI from the first movie, I'm sure, sure this looks better. But everything still looks like CGI. It doesn't yeah. look any be- like it looks about as good as you remember the original Jurassic Park looking. Not yeah. any better. Like yeah. it doesn't look like so. It's just, yeah, like, yeah, you think the effects of anything, that's going to be the thing that really puts it over the top. And even then, it's just kind of like. Well, I'm sure if you had a bad time with that, I'm sure Terminator Genesis watched that taste, right? Terminator Genesis? It's actually pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, I actually kind of like this. Um, The cast is terrible. Yeah. Everyone acts badly, and no one looks right. The last, what was it, Terminator Salvation? Tell me about your history. I watched Terminator Oh, you Salvation. saw that. So you've seen more Terminator I movies than I have. I can't remember anything. That's I matter, know I realized all that. How, so. No, no, no. But I mean, like, it was so, it was one of those movies where, like, literally a scene would pass and I would immediately have amnesia and I yeah. could not remember what had happened. Oh, man. I forgot that even movie even came out because when I was, like, writing my notes for this for the podcast, uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is the fourth Terminator. I'm like, no, wait, there's actually <laughs> another Terminator. They tried to reboot Terminator, like, five or six years ago. Yeah. Because I remember when they came out with Terminator Salvation, they were like, this is going to be the first uh installment of a new terminator trilogy yep. and it did badly and this week they announced that this movie this new one just did badly enough which they announced this is going to be the first movie of a new terminator trilogy <laughs> also did badly enough that they're going to put all those movies on de- on definite hold so did you see did you see any of the other terminator movies i have seen terminator 2 okay what do you think of Terminator 2? I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it's just an action it was movie. a fun pulpy action this movie is, I... with the lady lead which is pretty great Unfortunately, this doesn't have a lady lead, even though Sarah Connor shows up, mm-hmm. and it's played by Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. She's terrible. 
Oh, really? Like, I like Amelia Clark yeah. on Game of Thrones. She's great. I love her as Daenerys Targaryen. Even though she's not quite as potent as an actress as you... Because, like, Daenerys seems like she should be much more of a rigid, like... Mur. But I kind of like what, what she's... I, what I like about her is that she hasn't figured herself out yet. And I think she does yeah. a really good job of playing that unbaked... Like, in progress. In this movie, she's just so, like... Oh, she has a hard time just even keeping her American accent straight, much yeah. less, like... Oh, it's rough. <laughs> um, So this... It's, oh, I shouldn't even get into it, because you don't know that much about Is the Matt Smith stuff. Skynet? For two seconds. He show, he's literally on screen for, like, maybe, like, But he's Skynet? Minutes. Yeah, he's the as living embodiment like, of Skynet. As soon as are like, he's a mysterious character, I'm like, well, with no. the 2% that I know about the, Terminator. The whole point of Terminator is, okay, like, back in 1997, computers were supposed to take over the world. Right. And the Terminator is about how, uh, after the apocalypse, humanity starts fighting back, like, back against the computers. Mm -hmm. And after, like, 20 or 30, it takes humanity, like, 30 years, but they end up actually defeating the, the machines. Mm -hmm. And right before the machines are, are, are destroyed in, like, 2024 or something like that, their last-ditch effort thing is to send back a robot that looks like a human to go kill the mother of the resistance, like, back in 1984. Mm -hmm. And then Terminator 2 just kind of Oh, I have seen that. the first Terminator. Cause we watched it in reverse order. Yeah. We watched Terminator 2 and then Terminator. And I was like, really what weird. the hell? It's really kind of... It's like watching a Road Warrior and... Or no, Beyond Thunderdome and then See, Mad Max, which I, guess, I also did. You have to also take what I have to say with a grain of salt, because yeah. I actually vastly prefer the first Terminator to sure. the second. Yeah. Because it's a great little Twilight Zone of a story. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's a, it turns into self following prophecy because okay so the computer sent a terminator back to kill the human the, the mother of the human resistance leader of the future right right and so the the resistance future resist human resistance in the future goes oh shit they just sent back a terminator to kill my mom i gotta send someone else to kill that terminator before it kills my mom in 1984 yeah so he sends his best friend kyle reese back in time yeah. well in the original movie he just sends a random soldier and it's kyle yeah. reese in this new movie retcons that they're best buddies and all right shit. right and so this movie picks up, the, in all the other Terminator movies, they just tell you about how this war yeah. in the future, like how they conquered Skynet and they sent, you know, shit back in time. This is the first movie that actually shows uh, that, like, uh, the computer sending the Terminator back in time and mm -hmm. then the humans discovering the time machine and then sending Kyle Reese back in time. And Kyle Reese sends a fucking Sarah Connor and, and making John Connor, who's the mm -hmm. resistance. It, you know, it's a self-fulfilling time loop. Sure, sure. And, but this movie decides to rewrite, essentially writes out, overwrites Terminator 3, which I've never seen, and the movie that you saw, The Terminator Salvation, mm -hmm. by, like, it retcons it to, like, there was another Arnold Schwarzenegger sent back to kill Sarah Connor when she was a baby? <laughs> but for some reason, this movie, again, this movie is terrible, but for some reason I actually kind of liked it. Terminator goes back to kill a baby. For some reason, it fucks up and becomes friends with the baby. <laughs> and so, in this alternate universe, it's never explained why this is. Uh, so, why is this suddenly different? Because in the first Terminator, it's just one Terminator goes back and tries to kill her when she's like twenty-four years old. Right. right. Now, for some reason, in this new Terminator universe, yeah, okay, Terminator tries to kill her when she's a baby and makes friends with. <laughs> the, the thing, the Terminator kills her parents, but right. when it comes time to kill her, he's like, "I'm going to raise you and adopt you." <laughs> So Kyle Reese comes back to 1984, and they actually kind of recreate a bit of the original movie there. I'm sorry. It's like Honey Boo Boo, except if the overbearing mom was a Terminator. Oh. And Honey Boo Boo's specialty is killing. 
Hush, little baby. Don't oh. you cry. <laughs> did you, speaking of Honey Boo Boo, did you ever, did you ever see a picture of Honey no, Boo Boo? No, we're talking about that? Terminator Genesis. Honey Boo Boo put out a single this week. She's a, She's got a recording career. She put out a single this week to celebrate the fact that she just hit 200 pounds and she's only like 13. <laughs> Bill, please finish talking about Terminator. So, okay, so Terminator raises a baby. <laughs> and so Kyle Reese, he ends up going to 1984 to try okay. to save okay. Sarah Chalk. Okay. <laughs> oh, suddenly Sarah Chalk. No, it's a Scrubs fan fiction. I'm trying to recast the movie with better people. Um, and okay. so, which kind of turns into the original movie for a moment. Except, except that she has a, a Terminator bestie. Yeah, she just so, so, she's, so, so like she's already super badass, and she's like, "I got my old Terminator grandpa. He raised me. We're super cool, Kyle Reese. I don't need to be saved by you. I'm super tough." Uh huh. But then suddenly, <laughs> the liquid metal robot from Terminator Two shows up. Even though that movie takes place like six years later, suddenly he's like, I'm here now too. Is and it he Robert starts... Patrick or is it just... No, for some reason now, I he kills a cop, except the cop he, that he kills and takes the form of is Asian now, mm-hmm. so it's not... What actually... Oh, I saw the trailer and he looks like Asian Robert He's still a cop, but he's still like me and Robert Patrick face. <laughs> and so it's kind of a mix up of like, you got three different Terminators running around and, and for some reason... So they kind of kill the T-1000 and then it becomes this thing where like... Because the timeline has been altered, for, and it's never explained why the timeline is now different than it was in the original Terminator movies. So just randomly now there's Terminators raising babies and shit like that. It's crazy. The rise of Skynet has been delayed from 1997 to 2017. It's been ah. pushed back by 20 years. And like essentially Apple's going to cause the rise of, of Skynet by creating a new operating system called... I think is it just called Skynet? That's what, oh, it's called Genesis. That's the whole thing of the movie. Right, right. Except the Genesis with a Y. Uh-huh. And so... Which would never get by Apple's brand standards. <laughs> how everyone hanging out in 1984 suddenly realizes that, oh, yeah, the future's going to get fucked we up. We need to kill Steve Jobs. Yeah, we have to kill... That's essentially <laughs> what it boils down to. And so now Steve Jobs... <laughs> Sarah Connor... And Kyle Reese's baby John Connor turns into Steve Jobs. <laughs> he really is. He's the guy inventing Genesis. And so they realize they have to go to 2017 to kill Steve Jobs' Connor baby. Really? They have to kill a They human? have to kill their own son because he's also now a Terminator. <laughs> it skips the generation. <laughs> Damn that Terminator, Jason. <laughs> How is he a Terminator? I think because How did they not notice he had a Terminator. Sarah Connor got adopted by a Terminator. <laughs> yeah. She got she got offended and skipped the Exactly, yeah, because she calls him Pops. So yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you like this movie? And I like, like this movie. <laughs> I think it was we were just so punch drunk from Jurassic Park. I was like, this is a good movie. <laughs> And also, <laughs> the guy playing Connery's looks like a thumb. He's the most bland thing. He's another uh, thumb guy. This is the thing in Hollywood. The guy from John Carter of Mars. Uh-huh. Um, Here, I'm looking you got fucking Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Like, they all look like thumbs, and this guy looked like thumbs. And the guy playing John Connor, he looks like he should be in charge of Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. He kind of like, has like the sloopy nose. Oh, it's uh, what's his butt? The guy who plays Kyle Reese was uh, um, he played Bruce Willis's son in that Die Hard movie. And oh, he so was... he's got a he's got a 
He was one of the gladiators on uh, Spartacus. Was he hot? Uh, he was not my type. Oh, okay. I mean, he was giant. He looks in like that a regard, thumb. He was my type. You are not wrong. He does look like a thumb. And the guy who plays John Connor is not threatening or interesting looking at all, too. Um, the best part is J.K. Simmons shows up for 10 seconds. Oh, man, Kyle Reese was played by Anton Yelchin in, in Salvation. Uh-huh. Which, actually, at least that's a memorable face. Yeah. Whereas this thing... So anyway, everyone jumps to the future and they blow up Steve Jobs' house and the movie ends. <laughs> and it ends with the idea of like, hey, we'll be back for the sequel. <laughs> it's like, nope. Um, so that is Terminator Genesis. I, I don't know why. I, I I just think it's about as good as Terminator 2, but then again, I don't hold Terminator 2. And I, I'm not even like that huge of a fan of Terminator, so I'm probably the worst last <laughs> Terminator fan you should be asking about opinion about Terminator Genesis. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I've got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> Oh the, only, the only thing I did God. this week, other than watch uh, the delightful trash heap uh, eat up all of the trash of How to Get Away with Murder with Spoon, was I finally finished replaying Dishonored this week. So I've been playing Dishonored, uh, streaming it with a friend of the podcast, Sid, who has made that game so much more enjoyable because Sid loves this game. That's, I was, because you had mentioned that this was her favorite game. She knows everything about it. I didn't game. realize. What's that? Their favorite game. Their favorite game. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's their favorite game in the world. So, which I is, it's always, it's so much better to consume sometimes things sometimes through the lens of someone who loves it. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of those circumstances. And I think at the end of the day, I think one of the reasons why I struggle with Dishonored, because I do like the, the I, I think a lot of people make fun of the aesthetic, but I like the art aesthetic. That kind of like the color mean, palette. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the, the painterly design. look of that game. Yeah. Part of the problem is they spend half the t- game in dark vision mode, which yeah. obliterates their color palette. Which is like I think, I, I, and honestly, I spend ninety nine percent. Dark game vision mode is essentially the radar mode. Where yeah. You, like everything's highlighted and everything. Yeah. Like, like like the enemies and the obstacles and stuff, and everything exactly. else is just pitch blackness. Yeah. Exactly. Or at least it's like just desaturated brown. I, I saw a lot of people making fun of the fact that the characters are all clumpy, like. They look like fable characters. Like that. They're that kind of Western. Like everyone's got big feet and big hands and kind of like exaggerated, like I think it's Muppet a, faces. I think it's a nice variation like on the Bioshock model. It beats the know? shit out of everything looking like like in like like some kind of anime influence bullshit or hyper real. Yeah, I like that it's like this very deliberate aesthetic, muddy, I, dirty, kind of like slightly it. funky, but still kind of like designer. It yeah, it feels a little bit like Andrew Wyeth a little bit to I me. Can see like that, yeah, the, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just really very. I, I really do like the aesthetic of the game yeah but um a big thing that fell on uh hard on, on i couldn't I, I struggled getting the emotional in on this game uh because the whole th- game is like you're so you are the empress's bodyguard the empress is killed uh the empress's daughter is off is in peril and you need to help her become empress again and you know through you learn through the fiction of the game it's pr- you were the empress's lover it's pretty damn likely that you're Emily's father. I wonder how they deal with this in the sequel, too, because they're going to have to have some answers for some of this stuff. Because well, aren't you playing as the Emperor's Empress's daughter, right? In in the second game, you, you either play as Emily or Co- Corvo, because depending on your choices and how you play the game, at the end of the game, Emily can die. Oh, okay. So, so wait. Can you play this game either or? It's not end in the sequel? Yeah. It's not. You oh, can... so you're playing the same scenarios with different characters, maybe. 
I don't think sequel, you can switch think. between mission to mission. Okay. The implication is well, what I read. Or is it a story that like you're kind of jumping between characters from like maybe mission from what to mission I've read, you choose. You oh, choose okay, that's to interesting. Be one or the other. I wonder and if they will give you a recap of the story in this just for context. Then. Well, that's my, I'm curious yeah. that I'm like that's one of the things that Felina and I are talking about. Does it import a save or something? Because that's a pretty it's a pretty dramatically different yeah, world exactly, state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because depending on how you play the game, hmm. the game is all about replayability and player choice. It's actually kind of funny because Why? if you play it as non-lethal mode, you can get through these some of these levels in literally five minutes and miss three quarters of it but if you if like if you go um low chaos emily is saved becomes empress there's a a period of reform the plague is cured i forgot it's not just one random decision you make at the very end of the last mission it is how you play the game actually affects the state of the world i forgot about that yeah yeah, because the more chaos you're causing causes everyone to be freaking out more and like yeah like because there's a plague going on in the game i forgot about that that is cool yeah if you are perform a lot of murders and you basically cause more chaos and instability the world reacts accordingly and everything starts going to shit so at the end of the game like if you play goody two shoes low chaos route um emily survives rules wisely y'all live out your lives together the last the last thing you see in the game is actually her laying her doll on corvo's grave yeah um and uh you see that the plague is cured one of them has to die though right there's always the last shot is always a grave. Yeah, exactly. It's it makes either... sense. It would be Corvo laying laying his mask on Emily's grave or something. Yeah, like that. that's yeah. that's what happens if Emily dies. Yeah. So yeah, it's either yeah Emily rules happily, the plague is cured. Uh, Emily rules. It's she does the best she can. It's really fucked up. They don't say anything about the plague. Presumably, mm-hmm. it keeps. Yeah. No, well, they imply heavily that it keeps going. And the the third route is Emily dies. The plague is eating the country, and you just leave. You I just didn't realize your three it. endings. Well, yeah. So what ending did you get the first time? I got goody two shoes route. I wanted to play it on. Did you get the same thing this week? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just watched all the stuff. Well, especially with Sid <clears throat> guiding you, I'm sure that really helped. Mm-hmm. In terms of well, play. it's just like my my play style. I much yeah. prefer to do non lethal. That's right. I saw but... you for ten seconds. And you were trying to sneak up on guys and trying to knock them out. Yeah. There's one thing I saw where you, you strangled a guy and he fell to his knees and he fell off the top of a building. <laughs> yeah. You had to reload because they're like, Whoops. oh fuck. The guy just died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you didn't kill him, but he fell off the roof of the building, which exactly. does kill him. Yeah. So yeah, it's it. But my biggest beef with it is that so the game, I, I'm all about the emotional connections in games, and for you to make that co- emotional connection, you have to identify with Corvo enough to feel some sort of connection with Emily. And uh, it's interesting because I feel like there's like a sliding scale mm-hmm. where it's like of the three E's, there's Ellie, Elizabeth, and Emily, and Emily is like the least effective because Emily's not a very well articulated character they got chloe montez to her voice who's old like i think she was like maybe 12 when she was doing this i don't mm-hmm. know she was she's older all her drawings seem to be like that of a six or seven year old and then the writing is really veers from a moderate like maybe a 10 year old to maybe a six year old mm-hmm. like this part yeah. I, I wonder if the writers i mean not to be an asshole but like if they didn't know what children sound like or if there wasn't a consensus internally because gotten she looks like she could there be could have been something where they wanted 11? to make her like maybe like eight or nine, but like that's when they suddenly realized that like if she could be killed in the game, then like they had to age her up at maybe. the last minute yeah. to like or something. Yeah, who knows? It's very inconsistent. But it so is it's really hard to yeah. make an emotional connection with her because it's hard to tell what the. So she seems so uncanny valley young person that yeah. it's hard to take her seriously. And my favorite, one of my f- my favorite part of the game was this heart. 
you know, it's the heart that you get this tool what you can use and fundamentally in the game it allows you to find these runes and bone charms that make you a more effective player. But a secondary trait is that you can use it to learn more about the world or characters. Yeah. And as that, you hear dialogue from this, this, this device, you slowly realize that it's the Empress's heart that's been turned into this. And that is such a, in, like, that is such a fucked up, intense thing. And the game, I don't know... Like, that, that, when I was like, holy shit, this is the Empress's heart. Like, that had a big moment, yeah. but only because, like, that was a unexpected and not transgressive, but alarming thing. It wasn't because you're of Corvo's... Because you keeping Corvo's, this heart in your pocket the whole game, and it's just... Like, it's not because of Corvo's connection with that character. Yeah. It's it, because Corvo has no voice and does not speak. He just feels very hollow, and it's hard to feel any of those emotional things. And it got me thinking a lot about first-person games with a voice protagonist. I was trying to think of... A voice protagonist is a first-person game that I actually was able to develop a sense of who they were. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. I really can't. Well, you've not played too many first-person I games. I don't play many first-person games. Okay, let's see. I'm well, thinking, Bioshock. Well, I mean, but then you don't. You play. You very deliberately play an amnesiac. Yeah. And those are in the and most. I feel like in most of those games, it's about the connections you build over the course of play, versus you plop in and they're pre-built relationships. Uh, are you a voiced character in Far Cry? Yes. Yeah. And in that case, there are, but I mean, who cares? It's Far Cry game. Can you yeah. remember? You had to ask that question. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying it's to like, think myself. Yeah. Booker DeWitt and Elizabeth. Like, James Bond in gold. And <laughs> Master like, Chief. Booker and, and Elizabeth build that relationship over the course of the game. And the whole game is about this reveal of who you yeah. actually are. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like it's a hard challenge. Because, um, like, with Joel, Joel, you see him in space. You see his relationships with others. And it's easier to build those connections as opposed to having it be in, in the third person rather than the first person. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I just really like the voice acting for the heart. The the way the lady does you the don't like it? I do like it. Oh, okay. That's Sorry. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's um, tremendous. And it is, like, so it is suggesting that, like, the Empress's spirit is still just, like, locked into that heart somehow. Yeah. Even though it's kind of been gutted and filled with, like, clockwork yeah. for no reason that doesn't do anything. Um, oh, it's magic! <laughs> I know. But I do like the fact that you can point it to anyone in the game. She just, like, gives you some kind of cryptic thing about their personality yeah, or their history or something. you learn something about them. It's which the- is a great way to kind of, like, just... Yeah. It's it's something you don't have to do, yeah, but it's, it's a great totally tool you can just break out. Yeah. It's such a great and that in of itself made me feel more connected to that world. And then by the end of the game else. when you realize it's pretty much your lover's heart that you're carrying around yeah, in your pocket. It's, it's like extra and that's your daughter up. that you've been trying to save and it's yeah. like extra it's like Jesus Christ. But it's like these these things don't necessarily Granted, there's no big reveal of the heart as the Empress. You just no, have to pay it's just context it. clues. Yeah. The, the nice thing about Dishonored is Dishonored doesn't really feel the need to spell anything out for you which i really appreciate Mm -hmm. a lot of the game is very ambiguous the world building is there if you want it but it's very optional to the point where when i was playing this on i was streaming this and some rando wandered in the stream we talked about this last week where he's like oh yeah corvo and emily are getting married in the next game this is a guy who is in the stream giving me tips because he has he has played he's claiming to be a dishonored 30 times yeah and he never picked up on it yeah yeah, and but and there are there are multiple things like written things in the world that say like one of the last have Locke's last entry, the dude who's the leader of the Loyalists, his last entry says, Emily must be Corvo's daughter. Like, literally, spells it out. And this guy was This guy, like, yeah, he's just playing the game, he's not paying attention to any but of the fiction. But my point is, anything, is that you yeah. can play this game 30 times, mm-hmm. and the game gets out of your way as much as possible, which I really respect. But yeah, I don't know. I'm missing. I I don't have that emotional connection. So I'm really curious to see what they do in the next game. It's the same developer and everything. Oh too, yeah, right? it's the same okay, team. Yeah. Like I said, I like a lot about it, but it doesn't make that 
link with me. I think it's also doesn't help that you don't really have a lot of allies in this game. No. This game is about, is it in a broken, poisonous world? The world of this game is genuinely one where there is no God. There is no kind, benevolent power. But there is the outsider, which cider, which is just this chaotic, evil asshole who just wants to see everything go as much to shit as possible. Yeah. That's the only higher power we see in this world. So it's like a really dark and sad world, but you don't have any friendships. Yeah. Like there are no, there are no people to connect with beyond Emily. And Emily is such a ambiguous character and you're such an ambiguous character I'm, I'm curious to see what the next game does like does emily have some allies because the next game is she emily's empress she's you know rocking along and then she is usurped by some sort of external power we don't know some sort of supernatural power yeah, it could be that same external power did something to like usurp her power like who knows yeah what the fuck well I'm, I'm curious to see if she is she going to be alone in this because what this game needs is a more emotional connection. So she to the can't world. be alive and Corvo alive at the same time. So whatever story universe it you is, unless can't. someone no, resurrects Corvo or something. Well, because at the end of in the in this ending, where the last thing you see is Corvo's grave, Emily is old. Like it is not like he dies during the course. Of oh, the okay. So he happens to be okay. So there could they there's live a lot a of long, happy there. life. Oh, okay, exactly. Yeah. So it's the world states are either. Corvo and Emily are alive, or Corvo is alive. Oh, okay. So and I'm I'm really curious. Like, do they? There's no like link sync system with your game save because they weren't planning on this to they be they can't just have a little brief because it is at you that point it boils down to three choices and say yeah. hey this is the, this is kind of vaguely what happened in the previous game what kind of what kind of state would you like the world to be in at the start yeah. of this like and what kind essentially what kind of character would you like to play as but it's also yeah. intriguing because depending on the plague like the plague is a huge thing like is the plague still ravaging the world or is it on the men it's supposed to be how many years later well, Emily's like an adult. Yeah, she looks adult like an adult. Now. So maybe which... she's like 25. So let's say it's like 15 years. She's still act like she's 12. Yeah, like this. <laughs> God, I hope they have her age dialed in. I hope they know what a young woman sounds like. <laughs> oh, Dear God, Lord. that can get really messy. I'm, I'm really hoping that, that Emily is an interesting, strong character. Because ultimately, the systems in, in Dishonored are fun. The gameplay much... is fun. The levels are enjoyable to like pick your way through and figure out your own path. And... It, last night, Foley and I were watching the High Chaos endings, and this one person, the, I wanted to see the whole last level because the the nature of the relationship between the three people in that last level changes depending on if it's High Chaos. Oh, that or totally makes sense, yeah. And um, I wanted to see all of their dialogues, and he was showing like all the various ways you can kill these characters who, if... Uh, you just let the game go along, kill themselves. Like okay. how you can circumvent that and kill them yourself. And then the the last climactic moment where it's Havelock and Emily and Emily can die. How you can save Emily in that moment. And these and, and when I had originally seen that gameplay, I'm like, how do you save her? I don't see how you do it. Yeah. And this person showed me like eight ways to do it. But that's so cool. The game is like jazz. I think it's cool that the game they they genuinely were developing it and then they were testing it. They saw people using essentially abusing the systems in ways they hadn't planned. And then they. Changed change the game so that that was cool yeah that's canon yeah like, like you that's, that, that, that's the thing you can do yeah that's an amazing um, philosophy i love the fact that like all the bosses in the game quote unquote because the game is busted up into specific stages it's not yeah. like a big open world no. although sometimes you come back to old stages and like yeah. new parts will be open but like it's very structured and, like into like 12 chapters or whatever right. and so each mission has you like having to essentially 
kill someone at the end of the stage, but there's a way to dispose of people without having to do, without yeah. having to murder them, which is yeah. great, too. The so. non-lethal stuff. Is yeah, really, you can get through the whole game really without cool. killing anybody, so it's, um, it's, yeah. What was... Which, that's my mark of a great stealth game. Yeah. It's just, if you can do that, and they, like, yeah. mold the mechanics around yeah, you not having curious. to kill everyone, that's, that's fucking perfect. That's great. And it works for the story, like, that's awesome. Yeah. It is interesting, because I was reading a lot of criticism about it afterwards, and oh. everyone was like, oh, the game, the ending is so abrupt, and it really is, but it's totally one of those games where the ending is not what happens after you perform the final act. It's generally the last map is the ending of the game, and yeah. the ending is all playable until, you know... And there's the final cutscene, that's it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's... I really... Yeah, Dishonored. Are you going to play know. it in the DLC? Uh, I'm thinking about it. Dowd is such a boring character, though. Because <laughs> is that the only DLC where you're playing as the other evil uh, villain... There are some time trials. There's the, what is it? The Dunwall trials, which oh, okay. are just But no like, story challenges. stuff other than you're just playing And then there's assassin. two okay. pieces of Dao DLC where you basically find out what, the, the game opens with the assassination of the Empress. You find out what the uh, the assassin was up to in that time. Okay. So I don't know. He does come out and say that he, it broke him and that he regrets having to do it, but. That's the first thing he says, yeah. <coughs> and it's it's totally a girl DLC thing where it's like they, <laughs> add, they left all the girl characters for this optional content. Like the, <coughs> one of the first things you see is that you boot up like you you meet one of his captains who are in they all wear these whaler outfits so they've got these like gas mask looking things and, like duck cloth all over themselves and you can't really see of anything of them and when this your captain starts talking to you there it's a woman mm-hmm. and it's like a nice little moment and like the yeah, second yeah, yeah. piece of dlc is called like the the, the bridgemore witches or something and like they're all about these lady antagonists and like, i'm curious about it but i also am really bad at dishonor and it's funny because by the time i finish the game i'm so used to having certain crutches that when the game opens up and i'm in a character who's less powered yeah and doesn't have those things I'm like what do you mean i can't see through walls it's the same character playing as yeah. It's, it's, it really is just like yeah, kick, kick, uh, kicking the legs out from underneath you. It's like oh man. But it is kind of cute Aww. the way they change uh, they change the powers a little bit is interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I, I dishonored. I want to like dishonored more than I do. I really do. But it's just not having that emotional connection is hard. Well, you had a good time with your second playthrough. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's interesting. I feel exactly the same this time. For as other as people want to check it out, it's still yeah. You can get it for the PlayStation Four. I th- I think it's for both new consoles. It is for like yeah. just forty bucks. And you it's, find it's it's a game that's worth playing. It's it definitely, definitely worth is. forty bucks. Yeah. But yeah, it's just man. If you I love really... stealth stuff. I re- and I do like the world building and and everything mm-hmm. like that. I just want and I do like the casually. Not cynical, but um, br- like a defeatist worldview of the of uh-huh. the game. But uh, um, yeah, there's I don't know. That's what I want from Dishonored Two. I want to feel an emotional connection to the people that I'm working with and for, mm-hmm. and and for the results, you know, for w- the consequences of my actions. So I don't know. I'm, I'm we'll see how it goes. So anyway, cool. that's Annie's video oh, game cool. corner. Uh, this week, uh, on top of uh, Jurassic World and uh, Terminator Genesis, I also watched uh, Frankenstein and the Old Dark House for the Tardy to the Party podcast. What is the Old Dark At House? TardyPodcast.com. <laughs> uh, the Old Dark House is the first movie that the guy who made Frankenstein did with Karloff after Frankenstein. Oh. And it's fucking terrible. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear more about it in a couple weeks when we upload the episode for Tardy to the Party, but yeah. it is 
is. It's all thankfully this is back in the era where movies were only like sixty minutes. Long. I was gonna say, so yeah. it's not that much of a slog. Even yeah. though I fell asleep twice while watching the old Dark House, <laughs> and it took me two hours to watch two, a one-hour movie. Yeah, it's 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 about a, a couple of uh, it's about a brand new married couple mm-hmm. who uh, their car breaks down in the middle of a rainstorm in the middle of the Welsh Highlands, and I don't know if Welsh Highlands is a thing. It's supposed to be Wales. It's Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. And they have to stay at an old dark house overnight and things get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that really happens is that Karloff plays a butler at the house mm-hmm. who's alcoholic and also psychotic. Why they ha- have a psychotic alcoholic butler <laughs> who's like eight feet tall played by Boris Karloff. Who knows? <laughs> but he gets drunk, goes crazy, tries to kill people. And one of the people who lives in the house is a pyromaniac. And the pyromaniac gets out and tries to set the house on fire. And then the movie ends. <laughs> That Spoilers is the old, the old dark, dark house. house. Yeah. And then, yeah, Frankenstein. Have you ever seen any of the original classic Universal more, no. Uh, movies? No. I have not. Uh, the only horror movies I've I seen, I swear to God, are The Orphanage, The Shining. Um, uh, what was the one I saw not too long ago? Uh, with the house. You mean horror movies of... in general? That's the only one yeah. you've seen? Which makes like, sense because you're Annie. I don't like horror movies. I've seen Pad's Labyrinth. Yeah. And I've seen, what was the name of that movie that I actually really liked? Because you do like the... old movies, and it's not like these movies are super scary. I do have the Universal box set Blu-ray you thing. Not. I okay. I feel like as a film, like as a person who likes the history mm-hmm. of cinema, I feel like I should watch those movies. I also do not want to watch those movies. Scary. Well, not even that. I don't like being scared. It's just like if you're not in it for the horror element, then why are you? I just, I just... And I'm not interested in like pla- pra- practical effects or anything really. Yeah. Like, for like, the story, no... then uh-huh. you get to see a you guy know, try to emulate God. He fuck up. It's get strangled by her monster uh-huh yeah i read yeah. the book buddy <laughs> i'm fine on that front. have you actually read the book i have was we good? actually had to read it for my uh lit class why would school. you do that to people well it was interesting to talk in a literary analysis but class. you watch it in an hour have you ever read the monsters what's the monster the monsters is a really good book about have you Mary seen Shelley. the monsters <laughs> go to fuck <laughs> Uh, no, uh, the monster, I think it's called the monsters. The monsters is about Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein. But what's really cool is that it's as about as, it's a, as much about her parents and her parents were fascinating. Her mother was one of the foremost, was one of the first. I've never heard anything about her parents. Eminent, Cause I know uh, like, didn't her mom die like 10 days after she was born? It was, yeah, it was really bad. Cause a lot of people, some people have, uh, 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 prescribe the fact that she wrote Frankenstein the fact that she's like angry at her mom for dying like Dude, 10 days after she was born and so she's got creation book. mother issues her and stuff. parents were insane intellectuals her father was a uh I'm I'm I haven't read this book in a while it was really good I'm gonna get this messed this up it's a non-fiction book it's non-fiction the, okay. her, her her father was this really emotionally broken very emotionally distant intellectual who had no ability to make actual human connections and he was a humanist and they very much so believed in the betterment of man and how lower class should rise up and all that and um the uh his her mother was one of the first feminists and this is like little women it's fucked up you need to read bill you really need to read this book because it's really interesting i'm pretty sure it's called the monsters and it's about basically how so she was and the th- when his, her mother her mother was this feminist died of childbirth which really obviously everyone was like oh well clearly this is why women 
can't be blah 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 because she because your doctors at the time didn't wash their hands when they performed. This is like, just a recent book too, right? It was. I it came out within the last ten years. Yeah, this is uh, two thousand seven. Yes. It's the monsters, Mary Shelley, uh, Mary Shelley, and the Curse of Frankenstein by <sighs> Dorothy Hubler. Really good read. Really good read. Fascinating about her parents. Interesting. But yeah, and it's like you. It's it. And then she goes into obviously like the circumstances in which Frankenstein was written, which was really fascinating. Cla- it's like a classic thing where it's like what was it? It was Lord Byron. Uh-huh. Um, Mary Shelley's husband, whose name I can't remember, but it was totally... I don't think they were... Supposedly, they were looping because, like, she was... Che- like, her- read the book! I don't know, but yeah, there was shit going on, yeah. yeah he was a fuck... Fucker! A total fucker! Like, this poor lady had... You you, you finished that book really feeling for Mary Shelley! Because uh-huh. she had everything stacked against her, and then she was able to write this amazing... Like, not able, but that she wrote this book that arguably the legacy of which is way more powerful than Lord Byron, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, my favorite part of actually watching the old Universal stuff is actually watching the commentaries, because it's just like a yeah. little slice of old Hollywood, and they actually yeah. do talk about the genesis of stuff, especially the Bride of Frankenstein uh-huh. uh, movie, because... Uh, uh, Mary Shelley actually shows up as a character in the movie for 10 seconds. Oh, really? And so they actually go in-depth about Mary Shelley, like, more about her biography and stuff. And so mm-hmm. they do mention some of that stuff, but they didn't talk about her parents or anything. You, I, I had no idea and about her parents. And Bride of Frankenstein, the lady who plays the Bride of Frankenstein, also plays Mary Shelley at the beginning. <laughs> she oh! bookends the movie, so... I see what you did But it is there. funny, so you do get a slice of... I mean, I like watching the movies as they are, too, but, like, you know, it's nice to get a little history segment, too, at the yeah. same time. And also just, like, you know, like, also the mechanics of how they made the movies. Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. Especially like James Well, the guy who directed Frankenstein was a gay guy, mm-hmm. and like that, the, like uh, the the villain in the Bride of Frankenstein was a gay guy, uh, well, played by a gay guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, there's a whole subtext in the, the Bride of Frankenstein. Sexuality. <laughs> well, that's kind of like that's one of the subtexts in the Bride of Frankenstein is because the villain who's trying to create the bride, uh-huh. there was like a scene they shot that they cut out where he's like, oh. Um, he's like, he, he pretty much comes out and says, I make monsters because there's no other natural way for me to reproduce. Mm. It's kind of making it sound like, you know, yeah, because yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of like, there's, there's some interesting subtext there going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being made by like a uh, campy old theater dude. It's yeah. interesting. I don't know. Huh, so. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do for Halloween this year because I don't like I scary movies. I'm going to be a sexy lumberjack. Dude. No, I know what I'm going to dress up for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, you mean just not... in terms of like, Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do on Halloween day this year. Because I was thinking about it. Because it's Saturday, too. Yeah. You're going to record a podcast. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> oh, no, because no, we record on Sundays. What am I talking about? We'll, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to do. I, All Saints Day podcast. I want to, uh, I, I like, oh, maybe I'll play a scary game, but I don't like scary games. Play. Until Dawn. Oh, I'm actually borrowing Until Dawn from someone. You bought Until Dawn? Are you telling me you're going to borrow it from me? <laughs> <laughs> did you buy it? Why did you buy it? No, I drew this. <laughs> I bought it because it's Halloween, This is true. I'm really curious about Until Dawn because the premise of Until Dawn is that you can end the game with all the characters alive or none of them alive, which is interesting from a narrative perspective. I tried to voice that off on Daniel yesterday. I'm tempted to voice it off to you because I need to play it's Silent really Hill 2 this week. And it's I also really bought bad. Soma, so I don't have to play that this week. Man, I'm really curious about Who Soma, but I from? hate uh, one of my coworkers. I You're not going to get it for a while? He's going to bring it Monday. I oh, mean, okay. I, could, I could borrow this from you, too, but he's oh, going to bring it Monday. Okay. Um, uh, I hate being scared. I hate jump scares and games. That's one of the reasons why I hate... I had trouble playing first-person shooters for That's a long time. If you ever play, watch a movie, a scary movie, or play a scary video game, you just always do it with a knife. <laughs> 
That's how I do it. <laughs> well, the only way I could play, beat Bioshock the first time I played it was with my wife, literally, my then girlfriend. No, my then just friend that I made out with. Um, wow, she got an upgrade, didn't she? <laughs> she did quite a bit. Uh, she sat behind me because I hate in first person games not being able to see behind me and mm-hmm. feeling like something is going to creep up on me. So in a game where literally that is the core mechanic. Yeah. God Damn so it. it's just interesting that you would not want to watch Frankenstein, but you'll play until dawn, though. Well, I don't really... See, the thing is, I don't really want to. <laughs> but you still just kind of want to... Uh, I'm, I'm curious about it. I heard just anything... Uh, the only thing I know about Elton Dill, I don't even know what the gameplay is like. All I know, it's slightly kind of like, what are the old... Uh, not the old stuff, but what are the like the super cinematic games for the like the, uh, Heavy Rain? Yeah, Heavy Rain and uh, so <laughs> Beyond Two Butts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming it's third-person stuff, and all yeah, I know, it's a bunch yeah. of... Like, it sounds like it's a bunch of teenagers in a cabin who can all get killed off yeah and the characters all sound like it, they're all stereotypical it's like, like it sounds horror. like cabin in the woods but it's a video game I guess, yeah kind of like thing yeah and then there's a lot of quick know. time events i just bought it because it's halloween coming up it's halloween yeah I, this sort of game is the sort of game i want to exist don't um you do i mean metal gear solid 5 you do play a guy with a horn in his head that's kind of <laughs> scary but that's more fun um uh, did we talk about metal gear on this because we talked about this extensively oh, offline. Before the podcast. I, I'm trying to voice Metal Gear Solid Bill, 5 off to you Bill guys. I, you guys, you guys borrowed my copy, but yeah. We, uh, we, we, Foley and I have had a really stressful week, and um, Foley started playing the opening <laughs> of the game, and it opens with a very cinematic kind of tutorial. You spend thing. the first half hour in bed. You do. Only actually. being able to turn your head. It's really kind of intense. The game does not put its best foot forward. <laughs> At the beginning. But, um, yeah, we couldn't get through the tutorial because there was a point where, like, these gun battles are not actually fun. In yeah. Any way, well, and he's like, well, we couldn't get through the, tor- tor- the tutorial. Or, like, you were literally, like, like full, like five minutes away from, like, the end of the tutorial. so unfun, though. It killed all of our enthusiasm It does the because it's just, like, you're... And it's also super bloody and super violent. Yeah. The game's never really like that again. And there's more... Like, there's some violent cutscenes and stuff like that. But that's, like, the most gruesome part of the whole game. Also, Philly was really struggling with it because the uh, military... It opens with you're escaping from a hospital. Yeah. Uh, and this military force is attacking. There are also these super na- natural forces involved that you don't know if they're hallucinations or what. So, um, but they seem to be affecting the world around Get you. Get ready so. for some crazy explanations for that <laughs> shit. Because it's Metal Gear. Anyway, Foley was really mad because the this military force, because they're presented as like a strategic elite military force, yeah. are just making poor strategic decisions and she's like this is terrible they have terrible trigger control what is this that is not how you maneuver around corners there is a scene where you and your naked butt mate have to hide in a pile of corpses in the middle of a hallway yeah yeah. and for some reason like you shoot all the corpses in the head except for you guys granted i think a man on fire shows up can i kind of distract they get distracted because you're as they're getting near to your friend your friend is so scared he pisses himself because it's a fucking kojima game i it's okay because dead bodies also void their bladders so they assume he's dead this game i want i i want you guys to push forward just so we can get you more opinions about like Uh, i liked it so much that and you know the quiet stuff is gonna come up even if you guys do get into it but quiet is a great character though she just handled like you could actually put her in clothes at a real clothes so you don't have to like always put up with her tits hanging out but you get a puppy we'll get through it i promise man if you can last like two more hours like once you start playing the game play for two hours and you get a puppy and that's like man that guy that got me through that early part we're really stressed out and having a hard time right now and this game is not the kind of stress-free experience see my perspective because like 
I think the open world gameplay in that game is stress relieving. And granted, mm-hmm. you get you, you get yourself into stressful situations because you like there's stealth missions you have to do. Yeah. But it's so kind of open. You kind of wander around, and explore, and so pretty. It is mm-hmm. kind of like mental vacation for me a little I bit. I can understand. That. I can see that won't be this because that's not going to be the apply the same to everybody. But sure. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. yeah. I, I would suggest you guys at least play for another. I 10 spent minutes. like 40 hours playing Met- the Mad Max game for that reason. Did you beat something? It? About- no. Okay. I only got it halfway through. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was just dicking around. Video. Yeah. What's coming out this week? There's should there's cause shit think, coming out. Th- Uncharted uh comes out. Yeah, the Uncharted edition thingy comes out. Before I let you borrow that. <laughs> I'm not I my, I'm trying to live on a budget this year. You can get some I'm, Yoshi's Woolly World. <laughs> the only game I'm playing buying is a uh, uh fucking Fallout 4. Though I do if I get my work done today, I really want to play the beginner's guide. Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's only an hour long. The new Stanley Parable, do, or one of the two developers of Stanley I don't even know Parable. anything about it. I just want to go in completely blind. Well, that's that's what I keep reading. Is like just I saw. It's I only an hour the, long. There's no reason not to. I yeah. watched the um uh trailer for it. I'm like, that sounds like a weird. Did you play the Stanley Parable? I did. Okay. Did you? Hmm? I liked it. A lot. I know we talked about it. I can remember if we, we did it. once upon a time. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's the only game I'm gonna play until Fallout. I'm seriously just. Put my head down, Maybe. doing my work until Fallout happens, and then I can die. Annie, that's only a month away. I know. It's like a month and it's a month and a week. Like I less know. than a, isn't that like a month and like two days? It's so close. I'm so excited. Annie, technically, you could stop eating and like. I you have may... food in my fridge that will expire after Fallout. That's comes you know out. what I caught myself like I'll buy milk and be like. <laughs> This milk's gonna go bad after like whatever things come. Like if there's a console release, or like yeah, if I. Were... It's funny because I, I I I I am jazzed about Fallout, but you are so excited for Fallout that like I'm letting you be excited for Fallout for me. I am having I'm having a rough couple of months. It's been a really hard couple of months. It's probably gonna be the hard end of the year. And I had something really upsetting happen at work this week, and I'm just like, I swear to God, all. Someone asked me how you doing, Andy. I'm like, Fallout Four comes out in a month. And that was my answer. <laughs> like that, I am just. If I don't like Fallout Four, y'all may need to like medically intercede. Like I'm serious. Like I'd have to put to... you in the deep freeze for twenty years <laughs> until we can figure out how to like help you deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine it's gonna be bad unless it comes out like buggy and broken. Because well, like from is, the gameplay perspective, that's... they seem to be jamming. Man, I part well, of me. I have put so much time into Fallout Shelter. Part of me is to like maybe they'll come on and say Fallout Shelter will do something no, with Fallout. Even though, that. even though when they first they announced will not it, do that gimmicky bullshit. I'm grateful I, for because there's nothing worse. Did you see the Assassin's Creed? People are like, yeah, we're not gonna do any of that shit again. Sorry about that. That comes out like in two weeks. All of their link, all, the app was so broken, and the um all of the well, that's the, the thing. Stuff they had so all broken. this extra stuff that none of it worked right. None of it worked. So, so they came like, out and said, we promise. They're we're obligated to come out and be like, yeah, you know, we're actually focusing on actually making the game itself actually Man, not I terrible. Really, I know this, it's going to be bad. This is not the, uh, this is actually a different team than, I think this is the team who did, it's not the team who did Rogue. It's a different team. This team has never released an Assassin's Creed game before. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting. So I'm. Uh, Rock Band 4 comes out this Tuesday. Do you care? No. I know some people are like really wild. I'm like, oh, Rock Band. Uh, Rock Band's good, but like. Uh, oh. Also, Wasteland 2 for the PS4 comes out a week from Tuesday. Oh, I already played that? it on PC. Oh, okay. It was so buggy that I actually. No, I don't think I've beaten it yet because the final battle kept crashing on me. Annie, a month from Saturday. Uh, uh, November uh, 10th. Also, Tomb Raider that day. Uh, yeah, poor Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider will be is obliterated in my effects. I'll get Tomb Raider. Oh, that's right, because you have an Xbox. I do. Yeah. Fucking. Uh. Video anyway, games! video games, friends. Video games.
friends, I'm going to go have a lay down and hyperventilate <laughs> thinking about Fallout 4. And we'll be back with the Geek Week interview. So uh, you you mean that Roadrunner Texas barbecue, right? Yes, I love Roadrunner. That Texas they barbecue. deliver now. They deliver. Oh, uh, if you order Christ. through E twenty four, oh E twenty four delivers that from them. Okay, mm, that's what we thought too. Uh oh. Nope. They, whoever's working at the food cart, they deliver the food. Really? So we ordered fifty dollars worth of barbecue from these guys the other day. And we're thinking, like, each yeah, uh, I did hit record on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, E24 is it's online, you know, food delivery thing. I'm thinking the E24 must have some people who picks up food from the food cart. Right. Uh, no, we order from this and the sandwich cart that is right next to it. This is a barbecue place that's only, like, maybe, like, like it's like a five-minute drive away from here. Yeah. Right yeah. next to Annie's place. And, yeah, no, it's the guy who owns the food cart. Oh, he's a Dropped it off. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, JoJo was talking to him. And uh, great, uh, thank, it was a good thing that we ordered, like, five people's worth of food from him. Yeah. But it was still just like, oh, man, we felt so we had to rush back and, like, you know, to actually take orders and stuff. I'm assuming wow. they must have multiple people. I mean, they have there's to be expecting only two, phone orders. One to two people in the cart. That's, that's it. And a lot of food carts I go to, there's one person. This cracks me up because literally Bill handed me a flyer, their flyer, and it's there. Most places when you order food, there's a number. No, there is call Tammy, call Jimmy. And there's <laughs> really? Jimmy's number and Tammy's number. Oh. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think it's a husband and wife duo. So, yeah, that is, so, yeah, that's, yeah, so I'm assuming Tammy manned the, the food cart while Jimmy was that's delivering the stuff. Funny. But, yeah, they had, like, a, they have a combo beef pork brisket plate that we got with, like, mac and cheese and beans. This shit was not fucking good. I like um, Roadrunner because they're the only place in town that I'm aware of that does mesquite smoked barbecue, which is Texas barbecue. Yeah, see, Bahar didn't like it. She, she thought, thought it smelled too much like a house fire. I'm like, that's what barbecue should smell like. Exactly, yeah. So this is, yeah, some of the better barbecue I've had in town. Yeah, I love, they actually do s- sliced and chopped brisket. They That's do both, all I yeah. want in this world. I, like, and there's not many, they're, like, so in Portland, I've talked about this in the past, if you say, do you have any brisket, they say we've got pulled pork, and then I'm like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and I take my hat and I leave. <laughs> Maybe they'll do chop like sliced brisket in town. Yeah, that's the only place in town that does chopped brisket, which is my number one. How do you know about that stuff? If it's meat and it smells like house fire, I'll eat it. <laughs> Mesquite smoked barbecue. Yeah, this is, is totally my just favorite barbecue in the world. Well, but yeah, so if you hit up best, uh, if you hit up uh, Eat Twenty Four, <laughs> even though you don't live, you live within walking distance of the place. Yeah, you can get them delivered. Um, also, yes, the de- what the fuck is spoopy? Yeah, so, yeah, what what is the, so, it is the spoopy season. From, Bill, what is the origin of spoopy? From what I saw online, it was a meme that started when someone took a photo of a cheap plastic Halloween decoration that was supposed to say spooky. Uh-huh. And for the O's, it was plastic skulls and the letters uh-huh. were made out of bones. You know, it was uh-huh. something you just put in your yard. Uh, I guess it was misprinted on the sign, so it said spoopy. <laughs> This is the origin. Which I guess then became synonymous with, like, cheap, crappy Halloween, <laughs> okay. like, decorations. You get at Fred Meyers or sure, Target or something like sure. that. You know, the cheap plastic stuff. Right. So that's the joke is, like, oh, that's so spooky. <laughs> Which has also now just become synonymous with spooky or any kind of, like, Halloween stuff. Uh, that is what I saw. I'm not entirely sure if that's a 100% true. It's the internet telling me it's this. It's an interesting uh, theory. I do like it. Actually, if I Google search spoopy, I'm going to see what comes <laughs> up. Because yeah, I thought it was, like... I thought it was like because in in context, I, not, I thought it, it was like Snoopy's brother. Cute, 
cute Halloween. I think that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not what supposed I've seen to it be. Oh, sp- uh, so the one of the explanations I saw too is spoopy is stuff that is creppy. That is creepy <laughs> with two P's sure. rather than two E's. Sure. So it's yeah, w- yeah, when you have like the super grandma kind of like spooky Halloween bullshit. Hey yeah. friends, believe it or not, this is the Geek Week in Review. This is the part of our podcast where Bill has noted the news in the week that was. There is. Also, if you do an image search for spooky, it's not that bad. For some reason, part of the meme is a guy in a black leotard dancing around with like He's got a pumpkin mask on, but people Photoshop like Doge over him and a whole bunch of other stuff. So course, I don't know if there's internet. a spoopy dance or something out there. So anyway, the yeah. Geek Review is part of the podcast where Bill notes the news in the week that was, and I am learning about it often for the first time. I really there was no news this week, so yeah. I had to really dig deep. So if you want to skip some of this stuff, <laughs> feel and free to. We could have just done the first week, of the uh, first half of the podcast this week, and had that been the podcast. The most important news, of course, this week is that uh, liquid water was. This is the only Mars. real news. This week too yeah which is uh, important because if there's liquid water on mars then uh, potential for life on yeah. mars and life on another planet and that's yeah. it game over we could just shoot shoot ourselves knowing that we're not the only living beings in the whole universe jane ang uh who is the environment artist for firewatch at campo santo noted on twitter she was like now nah, it makes her sad because now it's pretty much guaranteed that the first if we meet a martian life form it's going to be like a slime yeah exactly a yeah. slime mold was she hoping for something more advanced more and more fun it was 140 characters yeah okay yeah so i'm gonna guess that but they said, specifically, they haven't found any flowing water. Well, they already knew there was water on Mars because sure. there's the ice, well, there caps, ice caps, but yeah. there's not a lot. Well, I guess uh, Mars doesn't have much atmosphere, so it has a hard time retaining, like, atmospheric uh, water. Mm-hmm. So that's why it doesn't, like, rain or anything like that. Sure. And so they, yeah, they have not actually seen, like, flowing water. Right. But they've seen, like, places where it seems like the dirt's been getting wet from water and, like, mm-hmm. leaves, like, salt behind. And that's how they figure out, oh, it looks like some something, like, uh, this is the signs of liquid water having been here, like, salt deposits and right, stuff. And, right. like like they they got the rover up there testing going oh this seems like the hd elements of h2o was here with this salt like ruined so yeah so but that's cool yeah of space. course a lot of people online being like who gives a shit about we're dying here on earth who cares about water on mars and that's like a big thing it's like that's, fuck you yeah you have no imagination that's yeah science is worth it yeah no that's a basic scientific thing to actually prove that there's water on mars which gives life it's i mean granted like maybe practicality from from a practical perspective that doesn't help us right now scientific discoveries it's never just well there's water on mars the end yeah exactly it always builds up always yeah thing upon thing upon thing (sighs) and it's like you could have said that three thousand years ago it's like don't worry about like chemistry (laughs) like like, we're dying the first guy threw a chunk of wood into water and saw that it floats yeah exactly great fucking wood floats what are you gonna do with that like build like a boat thing that we can get on go to another place <laughs> oh you did build a boat oh i can see it. oh there's actual other people oh there's uh, like we can do trade yeah. now and shit we're civilization characters <laughs> what what kind of world are we living in excuse me i'm a fool obviously the most important news this week <laughs> is as bill noted before oh no this is different cinnamon bun oreo man anything that tastes like cinnamon bun is good so do they take the the cookie component do they taste like the cinnamon this is my question because tastes like ice the packaging is yellow and it's like looks just like the vanilla of oreos but for some reason it tastes like cinnamon buns i would imagine yeah i would imagine like the outer parts would yeah it's it's like the 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 no i guarantee you know what i bet I bet you it's just the vanilla from the whatever. Like, they just use the vanilla cookies, and then the filling tastes like cinnamon bun icing or whatever. You think so? 
That would be my guess. Because I'm thinking what's the, the cheapest way to do it. You would the want the filling to, to taste that. like, well, I guess that is just vanilla frosting on cinnamon buns. It's not mm-hmm. like cinnamon Well, they'd add some sort of flavor to it that is supposed to but taste But what like you do know, well, actually, what you do is you put some cinnamon. Essentially, it's the vanilla cookies, except yeah. the cinnamon added to the cookie part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. It doesn't easy. matter if it's not double stuff, though. No. Man, fine. double stuff. <laughs> I still cannot believe it. It's 20 fucking 15. We've found water on Mars. Liquid water on Mars. You can't just buy Oreo stuff <laughs> in a bucket at the store. What the fuck? I you thought know? you could. I thought you could. You know how long it takes you to build up a collection, like fill a small bucket up with Oreo <laughs> stuff? Like going to the market every week, buying a package, bringing it home, scraping the stuff out into the bucket, and then like trying to keep it from moldering? It's hard. Uh, I'm. I tried to Google to see if you could buy just the Oreo stuff. You know what? I bet. And people... I found uh, double stuff Oreos don't actually have double stuff. Wait, what? It's what the headlines are saying. Mathemat. What is it I like? It. Was it like an extra Here, three quarters? Time Magazine stuff? reported on this in 2013. Homemade Oreo <laughs> stuff. There's got to be bootleg like moonshine stuff. Thanks to the tireless efforts of a math class at a high school in Upstate New York. Finally, we get a hold of the truth. We all know the stuff is the main part of the Oreo. Uh, it is the, like the blood of the Oreo. Let's see. Man, has anyone done a cartoon about a, a vampire who doesn't the, drink blood but just drinks stuff? <laughs> math class found <laughs> that it contained only 1.86 times as much stuff Mother- as a regular Oreo. You know, it's like how like the fucking what are the little Cadbury Easter eggs mm-hmm. that like they like they're slowly been shrinking them by like 10 percent every year. Yeah. There was a whole. It used to be egg sized. Now I used they're to not. Read, uh, the consumerist and the consumerist did a whole does does a standing feature about that. I think they call it uh, like a supermarket shrink or something, where they just which makes sense. Like yeah, yeah charge yeah. more for less, but... or charge the same for less. Yeah, for 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 sure. Anthony Bourdain's food market in New York is taking shape. Tell us about it. I clicked. Okay, real real story. I clicked one of these links. I the first paragraph. Lost interest. As again, just I like where Anthony Bourdain. He's he's bought a pier in New York. Well, he's rented out a pier, I guess, in New York, an abandoned pier that he's gonna try to fill up with foreigners. Sounds like I'm going to go on a rant. But yeah, he's he's actually trying to get like uh, like uh, like little food vendors and hawkers from like all over the like Australia, Vietnam, all different kinds of places. It's supposed to be a place where you can get cheap eats from all over the world in one place. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be accessible to like working class people. It's not supposed to be a f- uh, fancy thing where like mm-hmm. you're going to charge like $8 for a bottle of water. Right. Good luck on that. Yeah. Because it just seems like one of those things, especially if it's the only place like that in New York and yeah. run by somebody who's as famous as a chef as Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I can't imagine. It'll be interesting to see if they can pull that off, but yeah. it doesn't sound, I mean, I'm sure it'll become a thing, but it seems, I can see it turning into kind of like a food mall rather than like what he's trying to do. Like he's essentially trying to create, create a home grown dirty ethnic kind of like oh god i just that makes it <laughs> keep going well, you know what i mean but no, like, i know what you mean but yeah like homegrown and organic, organic, organic not yeah. dirty and ethnic <laughs> christ almighty yeah, i was no. reading a book about hammer you know hammer horror movies yeah yeah and there's a poster in there for uh peter cushing the bad guy from star wars uh-huh. he was in a movie called savage jackboot where he plays an evil nazi doing something the poster is magnificent and i i'm not much into like nazi pair like propaganda not, not that it was nazi propaganda but nazi culture bullshit yeah, like, not, that yeah. poster is fucking great i would totally get that poster <laughs> but anyway that made me feel bad because i like it's nazi stuff is bad but it, that's a great poster Anyway, what are we talking about? 
Anthony Bourdain's food cart. What I'm saying. Dirty ethnic food cart. Dirty ethnic people need to be put in ovens. Um, right, right next to their brownies that they're serving. I, but it would be great to have a place in New York where you go, like, go get like a like a fried bird on a stick, and like. Boiled right, okay, eggs. Stop well, no, that's not some of the things they're talking no, about. It's like, going to be like crazy shit that you would never expect yeah, to see. Yeah, it'd be like all those, like the best of the best of like world food cart. Like, My litmus test: if they can make it cheap enough, so like people working the vend, like the vendors, like, the, the people actually, like the vendors themselves, can actually afford to buy yeah. food from each other. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the thing because if they're just like, if, if they're making barely any money and like still feeding all these well, stupid see, white people, I'm curious to show about. Up. Is he going to subsidize it or something? And it's how like, do you turn it not? How do you keep it from turning into like a fucking zoo of like foreigners where it's just like, here's the white people. We're going to go see yeah. that crazy ethnic food. Also, you it's want- like, I feel like in Portland, like we live in a food cart like Wonderland. Yeah. And it's like the good food carts, they start jacking up their prices because people will pay it. Exactly. Because so he can't like, like, like what do you evict people if they suddenly decide that they want to charge like $12 for burrito rather than four? Like, what do you do? Like, yeah. it's interesting when you're trying to create like, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in this and from like a social engineering perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's as much as like a food just, thing. He's not opening a restaurant. He's yeah. Opening, it's like a weird social experience. Yeah. He's trying to make these people, he's like saying, okay, I'm going to invite everyone in the world, come together. I'm going to mush you guys together and be a play nice and make it cheap and make yeah. it good and like so Oof. we'll see um, we'll see how it goes I'm there's curious. gonna be a monorail it's gonna just be a, just a shopping cart that you can ride <laughs> uh, Amazon <laughs> it's actually suspended from the Anthony pushes you around Gotta keep the prices down. He should have his own. It should be his like own opening his own Disneyland. He should have like a like a Anthony, guy in an Anthony Bourdain suit or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Amazon is banning sales of Apple TV and Google's Chromecast, and their their claim was that it confused consumers. This is some like their logic was pretty. I mean, it's not. It's rare that you have a like a company like this. Like unless there's been like they've killed a bunch of people with like a like an oil spill. I have a company come out and just like flatly just fl- fucking lie to you and like Wait, this is they, why they we're making they this decision. They said that pe- granted consumers will purchase things without reading about them. The thing about Apple TV and and the um uh, Chromecast is that you can't watch Prime Video on them. And so they don't want people buying these streaming devices and not be able to use the service they, that theoretically you know what? they Amazon, have on that The funny site. thing is Amazon could just let Prime be on other devices. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. You so it's like, he's that castle. Yeah, you're the one doing this shit. But you've got to buy a Fire TV and then you could stream our I just show. realized I was going to buy the new Apple TV from Amazon. Eh. Well, I guess not. I don't nope. know. Wagga, wagga, wagga. Um, that's just... Yeah, it's just... Well, I mean, you know what? When you're a monopoly, you can do that shit. That's fucked up, though. Amazon should be confident. That kind of shows a lack of confidence in their own product where they have to ban products. Especially Amazon's trying to get into so many different industries. Are they going to start doing this thing where every time they come out with a new product, they're just going to ban all the other products that are competing with it from its own well, shelf? I will say this 100%. I mean, I bet you they still say iPads and Chromebooks and all yeah, that. Yeah, but they still... But yeah. those are all things that you can genuinely use Amazon Prime on. And I do Man, wonder... I, I do... I mean, I can see... If you have maybe, let's say, 45% return rate, which is not unreasonable, yeah. if someone who may, presumably they have Amazon Prime, they don't read everything they return. There's a lot of stupid people there, using Amazon. There is a point where it's like that, that genuinely you do have a business purpose. And I can see that. But on the other hand, I can totally see how that's very f- Joe Schmo, yeah. Bill Mudger, and you're like, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. Uh, it's yeah, still a little, yeah. come it's, come it on, is guys. weird. It is a weird just, yeah. situation. Yeah. Oh, Amazon, you crazy. Bring on the drones. Um, <laughs> Chris 
Christmas dinner at Hogwarts for $350? Did you not click through on that? No. So this is on December 3rd for $350. You can go to the um, uh, Harry Potter studio in England where they filmed all the Harry Potter movies. Seriously? And they let you have dinner in the hall where they shot all oh the Hogwarts my God. stuff. You get a two-course meal. You get your own character one. You can choose whatever, whichever one you want. Um, and afterwards, you get a tour of the studio. And you get to, I think they ride you back home on the Hogwarts Express or whatever the fuck's going on. But it's like a whole oh night. And actually, it is funny because like other people link this. And I thought the same thing too. We're like, oh, it's only $350. It actually seems kind of cheap for what they're they're offering you. Which granted, I don't know how much it costs to get into uh, to, to, to normally see that tour. But like, I was bummed though because I saw they have photos on the website showing what they're expecting it to look like. And it's like a normal dinner. Uh-huh. Like instead of everyone in Harry Potter gear sitting at the tables. Yeah. It's like of course, it's everyone in of... evening gear at like round tables. You're essentially having like a wedding dinner. Yeah. In the, like, I can't. They, no, Bill. You, you want to sit at it a great. long table? They with, do have like, a Q and A. Like, what? What's what, like? What's the what's the attire I can wear to this thing? And they say, send us an email. We'll let you know. So I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of people who want to show up dressed like a Harry Potter. Character. Of course, yeah. Because you're spending three hundred fifty dollars, you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you co- want. Also, I think people who spend three hundred fifty dollars, like they're committed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I guess you would have a hodgepodge between like people, like maybe like. You're a fancy guy and your wife really likes Harry Potter, but you still want to have, like, a fancy adult dinner. Yeah. And See, I can like us. tolerant, tolerant co- partners. There should essentially be kids' tables there for the people who want to be like kids. That's a, that's a $700. I think that like stuff for each person. Because that's just one person. But you get two character ones. However, if you... I'll just say this. If you are... In a relationship with someone who's a Harry Potter nerd and you take them to Hogwarts for dinner, you are getting sexual favors for the rest of your life. You have got the, 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 the cash you know, in. You don't know how you're going to pull it off, but you're going to get anal and oral at the same time. <laughs> it's like, there was that, that one Mabim Bam where they read the Yahoo Answers by the dude the dude's girlfriend. Who, she was concerned about him playing Skyrim, so she ordered him pizza and fed it to him and then gave him a blowjob while he was playing Skyrim. I missed that, that episode. Is, Jesus Christ. That is, you've earned that forever. You've earned so pizza and blowjobs while playing So that's essentially forever. your early birthday gift from Foley, right? I did tell that. Tell her that. I keep looking at her. As kind of like, for, yeah. Follow for if you you know to get me for Christmas a pizza and a blue job. You need, are you gonna get like you need to get like a Fallout a vault suit pajama set? I have a union suit that I'm gonna wear during it. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I've got all my com- I've got my comfy blankets. I've got like a whole oh, nest. Oh man! I saw yesterday there was out. a catalog from a recent Christmas catalog where it's a little girl. She's in a union suit and the butt flap says "Don't open me till Christmas" or something. It's just like no. Oh, Who cleared that? No. Because she's supposed to be like a present or something like that. Yeah, just no, like, that's bad. Yeah. Also, okay, let's say you don't take it into sexual context. She doesn't take a shit until Christmas. It's like however you look at that, it's just, awful. Just don't put her to bed wearing that for like three days before Christmas. Maybe on Christmas <laughs> Eve, if you know she doesn't have to take a shit till dawn, you're okay. But like... Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. How, how could... You, I'm trying to think if I could like... Uh, sexual sex during video games. I don't know if I could pull that off. Well, see, honestly, when you think about it, like, I don't know. It would be very distracting. There have been times... There have been times... I remember when Foley and I first got together, I was playing Mass Effect yeah. for the first time. And it rolled right off of me because she kept interrupting me for makeout breaks. And I was kind of annoyed, but also I was like, well... Oh, it's also makeup breaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, no. I'm like, no. The answer is yes. But I was also kind of like... But I'm... It's one of those things if you're in the middle of sex and you're thinking, I'd almost rather be playing video games. For ah, no fault of your partner's a... thing, but like, if you're like, this is kind of like eating to like... I yeah. don't know, dude. I don't... 
I think if you're thinking about video games when you're having well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you that's realize you got issues. That's that's my point. It's like it's either is that just a really good video game or do you have problems? Wow. I mean, yeah. I love video games. Not but... that you're, but if you're thinking about it still, like, yeah, is no. it okay to at least think about it? No. Can you just call your partner if Liara? If you are thinking about. Foley did once as a joke call me Seaha. Yeah, you and I that. kicked her out of the bed. <laughs> um, uh, man, mm. I don't know. Anyway, mm. um, oh see. man, you know what? I'm gonna get uh, get in touch with Foley and say, hey, let's make Annie's uh, Fallout Day super special as an early birthday gift. We're gonna get her a German Shepherd puppy <laughs> that she can hold. That while would she be worse Fallout. than trying to hack, give you a blowjob while playing Fallout. Like puppy, I don't care that you have to eat poop. <laughs> Tell me about it. So this is one of those monthly gift it's a boxes. Monthly thing. How much pushing shit you get do you need in your life? Stuff every month, or excuse me, you get you like, get for, it's like quarterly or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you you can do a quarterly for forty three ninety five, or you can do an annual plan for thirty nine ninety five. I think Loot Crate announced that they're coming out with a Star Wars Loot Crate. You know that's like every month, and even I was like, man, I like Star Wars, and like, even I don't know if I could pull up with like a the, Loot Crate whole, of Star Wars a month. The whole blind box thing is sort of interesting but it like i i am at a point in my life where i need less crap i can't imagine getting would you sign up for a lego I loot love crate Pusheen. no okay there are some of them because you would be getting assuming you get crate. a lot of parts there's if if it were the thing is is that that's never what it is it's always like here's a t-shirt and here's a sticker and here's a toy and it's like if it were generally like send me a random box of lego parts every month yes i would do that oh man that's the other thing i did this week Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah? It's It's been sitting in my cart ever since it launched, and I've had people t- uh, stream Lego Dimensions for my benefit to, so, so I could see what the game looks like, so I could make up my mind as to whether yeah. or not I want it or not. Yeah. Because, again, it seems like it could be kind of fun, but it's like that Telltale's Traveler's Tale stuff, which I've already played before, which is kind of cute, but then it's got so much cool stuff. And it really, I spent, like, there were a couple nights this week where I was up at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning going, like, should I do it? Should I do it? I said, okay, I'm going to go to bed and think about it in the morning. And then I just put it off until the next night. I'm like, oh, it's, shit, oh, shit. it's another And it broke it's, it it broke my hold now. I'm just like, okay, I'll get it when it's cheap. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, even though it's probably not going to be cheap, but yeah. Yeah, rel- when, it's a, when it's a... Well, there was the last two weeks there were Black no Friday new games sale. coming out. So there yeah. was, that was kind of when like my like hunger for new game was at yeah, its most. I and know. that's when I was See, like... that's why I, I keep looking at Flying Green because we're trying to be good. I'm yeah. trying to live with a budget. And I keep looking at Flying Green. What game I'm gonna play? She just looks at me and she's like, "You need to finish Mad Max." You got it, and she's like, "You gotta eat your 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 green." I'm it's... totally fine with you writing off my back though, because I'm I'm getting most of the games that you want to get. So if you want to keep on, oh, but I feel like it. Annie, save yourself a hundred dollars. <laughs> Let me buy a Fallout for it. You can no, you, you can play no. it. Around your birthday. I'm really trying to decide: Do I get Fallout Four for the Xbox One for sooner mod support? I thought you made that or decision. Or do you get it for PS4? I I have it pre-ordered. Why PS4? For Xbox what, what's because PS4 is our primary platform, and PS4 is so less obnoxious to share screenshots with. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because like, and with the Xbox One, you have to like Xbox One's no good. You have to hold a button, and you have to go into a different program that takes you out of your. And they're changing and... some of that stuff because there is the new user experience that you can sign into. Did you? Sign up for that? I did. I haven't been cleared into it yet, but yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, I don't. But I think I think I'm, I mean, I, who cares about mod support? I think I may go for PS. Depends on the mods, though. Yeah, it really kind of because mod support Annie, will come eventually. Annie, get both. You know, <laughs> don't get both on the same launch day, but say hey, you know, why not both? 
what you do is you get the PlayStation 4 version, because that's the first, like, that's the console you're using now. When the Game of the Year edition launches in year, when uh, people have already built up all the mods and you want to play it over that's again, true. That's that actually, when it. you want to buy, like, yeah, the $30 Game of the Year edition with all the DLC, all the whatever else, yeah, that's actually not the worst idea. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm going to kill myself if I don't have a Fallout game in 30 days. No, but I'm saying you get no. You buy the PlayStation 4 version now, but if you're really worried, worried about mods and you know you're going to play it over again someday, yeah, just wait not, for the actually. Really? No, I play Fallout once. No, no. What I know, it's I played once for. I know a cheap birthday hours. gift to get you next year. Then nope, because I'm not going to play it again. Really? really? I'm just not. Play as a, no, get to be I don't. That's not how I play those sorts of games. Different, different, you name it a different thing. No, that's not how I play those sorts of games. My pants hurt right the now. The only game I replayed was uh, Inquisition, and that was because I really didn't yeah, make an emotional connection with... Up. You play that too much. <laughs> I did play you it too much. scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had a problem. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, I Hold on. I have to <laughs> find this PS4. Something. No, I won't do that after. Um, I, I think I just talked myself into it. I will read the next one so you can do get it, sorted. Uh, machine box yeah i i don't know man that so the whole thing with these boxes is that you get things that you can't get otherwise they send you exclusive things that are but like and i really love pusheen i you know what i think pusheen has been burned for me because last christmas for foley oh no the one gift that i really wanted to get her and i was really excited about was they had a pusheen hoodie where pusheen's face is on the hood yeah ears and a little tail and i got it for foley and foley's face because Foley is such a pragmatic person who has a very dialed in she sense of style. She looks cute in it, too, yeah. She looks cute as hell in it. But she's just like, she just looked at this. She's like, how much was that? <laughs> Aww. So that kind of broke the spell. Beep, beep, beep. Aww. So I love Pusheen, but now Do you I wear it my instead? failures. We both wear it occasionally. Okay. But Foley usually wears it to make me smile. Get a Pusheen box. is just a joke. One month. God, no. Say, hand it, Here's four, just tell her. look at me and say, how much was this? And I'll say, say $40. No, you say, uh, this is $100 and it comes every week. <laughs> and you're like. Oh, I'm just kidding. It was <laughs> worth it just to make your eyeballs fall out. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Taika Waititi, uh, director and star of What We Do in the Shadows, has signed on to direct the next Thor movie. Really? I'm assuming his name is more properly pronounced like Taika Waititi. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's, um... That was, that was a comedy, right? With Flight of the Concords, too? Yeah, which is really weird. Because I guess he did direct, like, an Oscar-nominated short film before he did What We Do in the Shadows. Uh-huh. Uh, he also played... He's the, he's the main character, Viago. He's the main kind of, like, vampire kind of uh-huh. walks you through most of the movie. You still haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows. I have not. I need to. It's, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's really good. Really and it, you can write it from iTunes for five bucks. It's really cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's he's really That may funny. be my kind of Halloween movie, actually. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, no. The, you get werewolves show up in it. Uh, not very sexy werewolves, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just the idea that, like, they got him to direct a fucking Thor again uh-huh. Marvel choosing weirdo kind of like offbeats directors like it kind of made sense to get Game of Thrones dudes to do Thor 2 yeah that's interesting yeah you know, it's like Game of Thronesy. and you're gonna watch what we do in the shadows and you're not gonna go oh I can see why they got this guy <laughs> oh this is so Thor and yeah, like yeah, yeah no yeah. it's totally random so huh. um, Sony is trying to make an animated Ghostbusters movie supposedly told from a ghost point of view which would that not just be Slimer would it be like Slimer story because what other ghost would you... I mean, you'd do, like, someone normal gets killed. Actually, it would be sad if you had, like... So what if someone's, like, wife dies of cancer, then he shoots himself, and then he becomes a ghost, and then he has to put up with the Ghostbusters, really like, fucking his shit up. It's really that grim. How do you do a story about the Ghostbusters from a ghost point of view? Also, if it's animated, do you make it as a based-off-the-animated cartoon? Is it just, like, a CG-animated, like, new thing where it's just, like... 
again, the Ghostbusters, they're trying to bring it back. Who they're cares? leaning way too hard on this Ghostbuster shit. Let let the new movie come out and see if people like that and then start planning well, all these other is, movies. Well, the thing is, is that if they want it to be out in a timely manner I know, to they have to start thinking the about success, this, yeah. Yeah, it's just... So, yeah. uh, you know what? The, what's probably going to happen? Because they're talking to Ivan Reitman. He's the guy who, who directed the original Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. So there's at least some kind of like... Um, you know, uh, they're, they're a link to the original trilogy, yeah. uh, whatever the <laughs> fuck. I, I'm so used to Star Wars talking know, original trilogy. Um, but yeah, so I guess they would just have everyone like just designing and writing the movie for the next six months, waiting to see if the movie is a hit. And then like, if it's a hit and they go green light, okay, we start animating today. Let's right, go. Exactly. And if not, they're like, let's pretend this didn't happen. No, <laughs> Here's your paycheck. Blah. Have a good day. Um, weird, 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 weird. Time. Uh, despite the latest movie making a mint in China, the, f- the new few Terminator movies have been delayed indefinitely, which is what happened when the last oh, yeah, attempt to reboot the series a few years about, ago yeah. two is built out before. Pepsi just announced Pepsi Perfect, which will be available in limited quantities for the next few weeks. And tell us why we should care about this. What is Pepsi Perfect? Click the fucking link and tell us. Describe. Oh, this is always the best part. It's a YouTube link. <laughs> as, as we slowly wait for it to boot up, describe to us. Audiobook this shit oh at us. Oh my god, you're actually waiting for me to click this link. What's going on, Andy? What do you think about politics? Who's Is it Bernie There's Sanders this year? with Pepsi eyes. <laughs> okay. And is handing a person a drink. Okay. The robot's drinking it also. They're so happy. There's a hoverboard. Oh, is this from Back in the Future? That's, yeah. It's 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 the drink that's being served at the uh, Cafe 80s in 2015 in ah. Back to the Future 2. I would believe Cafe 80s opening. Like, in, that's the Which, one part of the... I kind of wonder, because the whole joke of Pepsi Perfect, and he orders a bottle of Pepsi Perfect, and he can't figure out how to open it, so do you make it like that? Like, <laughs> Well, that, that design looks much more contemporary than, honestly, I could totally... I was looking at the bottle, I'm like, I would see that sitting on a shelf today. Yeah. Totally I will be on the lookout for some Pepsi Pro. <laughs> um, Did they said anything about the flavor or is it just a bottle? A no, I didn't Pepsi? see that. I, you know, the only thing that came out was this like weird bootleg link. of. It's not even an official commercial. It's like someone taped that off a of TV. Yeah. And so there's been no official announcement other than uh, that looks like an officially put together commercial. Yeah, it does. But it's like taped off the TV. So there's been no official announcement. So I would assume it's just Pepsi, but just like. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, what if it takes hold and that's actually, they're like, I hey, know, this is actually just Pepsi from now. We got this crazy Back to the Future bottle. Top heavy that falls down a lot. Weird. Um, it makes sense because Coca-Cola, it's got, it's got this characteristic bottle. Why not? And that's like old timey. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. like nostalgic. And they should go to the future and say, yeah, here's this impractical bottle that's like, looks like a fucking sex toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like the uh, fucking, uh, now they make those bottles that, that they look like bottles, but they're actually cans and they have it's, a twist top. Yeah. Do they have sex toys that involve food? Probably. Yeah. Well, I know there's food safe blank. Oh, really? There's food safe lube and there's food safe body I just know if you buy like a head brace that has like a cereal bowl on it I or mean, something like that. I mean, you can add like, like the clone dick things. You make a dick out of chocolate, make a vagina out of chocolate. You got a pocket pussy thing, didn't you? Where, Where did that, that go? Chocolate what I'm saying exactly, we yeah. We the podcast about using it to make chocolate <laughs> Where bowls. did that go? <laughs> did I give it to somebody? Where did I get it from? <laughs> All I know is that chocolate pussy kid here in the house. <laughs> Man, sex is awesome. <laughs> sex toys. Uh, and finally, ten Mass Effect was revealed ten years ago today with a pretty terrible teaser trailer. And he narrated at this an tr- early teaser for sixty event in Amsterdam. Did you also see that they announced a uh, Mass Effect 4D ride this week? What? There's going to be... Hold on, I have to watch Four this Four dicks, yeah, right on. That's correct. <laughs> You're in the, the elevator. The developer of legendary RPGs of the past brings you a spectacular RPG of the future, says Bioware. 
Would not be the best Mass Effect ride if you really wanted to be faithful to the game. In the 23rd century, Lens Flare. It's a, a bad new trailer. dawn for mankind. It's bad fonts, everything. Lens Flare. Will fall under the shadow of an ancient evil. Man, this looks like it was made using images gleaned from Google Image Search. I know, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's a, it's no, a look, 10 year old trailer. Con- there's a concept. Oh, no. See, this is like the opening level of the game. Oh, no, that's actually interesting how much of this is in the final game. You gonna attack my giant monster like thing? That's what, oh, man, there's the pinky armor. Uh huh. Wow. It really is just a teaser. Oh, they gave yeah, it only two years after that, so yeah. they must have been. Error booking. Yeah. Interesting. Mass, oh, Mass Effect. Effects. Man, I remember Mass Effect seemed so interesting when it first came out. I mean, it was still interesting later, but like. Yeah. Well, it seemed interesting and different, you know? Especially the idea of the people making the Star Wars games suddenly saying, we're going to do our own universe. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I still fucking love Mass Effect. That yeah. universe, just even that first game, just like running around the Citadel, just that first 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that was good. I know. I'm really sad that the ending of the last Mass Effect was such a whiff. Like, what a note to go out on. I know. I still love that series. On the whole, it's of... still great, but yeah. Well, just even it's like... also, to be fair, even a really good ending would be hard because it's the game is all about the experience. It's not about the ending. Just by having an ending, there's kind of a sadness. Too, yeah, but I was still, even overall like the third game being so militaristic and kind of haloed up. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I still like that's why I love the first game so much. Just even the aesthetic. Well, they were still well, trying like to do the, the like retro seventies thing. thing. Yeah, a more I'm sad they walked away from soundtrack. Yeah, I love and... just from, that they made an aesthetic choice. They wanted it to look like a movie. and that eventually just over the course a of the three games kind of shed that. And like, like I said, by the third game, it's just Halo, yeah. like where it's just dark, gritty. Well, I can I can totally war machine see shit. that meeting in EA where they're like, okay, yeah. either lean into it. And make it like a cartoonish, wacky retro thing, or just drop it. Yeah. Like I can see it not being like a thing. Everyone's can... armor in the first game was like a hard shell plastic, kind of bright colored. Shiny. Yeah, just kind of like, everyone looked like a walking lobster. And it gave a good excuse for why the characters all were humanoid, other than animation. Yeah, that's easier, a good point because too. Because it's supposed to look like people in Even suits. Even though it's a zero body fat future, well, of which course. I Don't name any video game with fat people in it where it's not a punchline or a joke. Star Wars, you got the huts. Uh, and with that everybody <laughs> is there a futuristic anything like i'm sure in literature but like any like movies or tv shows yeah any kind Wally. of future thing where well, again that's like yeah where it's not part of the punchline well, well fully and i were talking about this and how to get away with murder is that uh we were uh so in the second season you realize that viola davis the protagonist had a before she was with a, her husband she was in a lesbian relationship with him jensen Foley and I are watching this, we're like, you know, Foley afterwards, she's like, you know, the thing about lesbians on TV is you only ever see really femi Did they call her Viola Davis because Famke Jessen plays her like a viola? Well, you know, I was, <laughs> I was watching this episode, and the thing about Potting Away with Murder is they have face. no qualms. Well, here's why. They have no qualms in showing as explicit sex as you can get on TV. Like, they really... Any kind of sex, not like any particular, like, couples? You see like, oral sex, you see, No, but like... like, like well, Bill, let me finish my sentence. Okay, yeah. You see, you know, the first episode you see a dude get on a lady. There's a gay character who's pretty promiscuous. And you see him okay. have any number of amount of, you know, sexual encounters. And, and so I was kind of like, when, when Famke Jensen shows up, really, are they not going to, because it's lesbians, they're not going to do it? It did have a sex scene that was more intimate and more emotional than it was sexual and heated. Okay. And Foley and I were talking about it. And I was like, well, there are two ways I can look at that. There's 
A, it was a deliberate artistic choice in that the whole point of this relationship is that it's not a quick hookup. These are two characters who genuinely have feelings for each other. It's more of a romantic thing. Or is it that lesbian sex, no one wants to figure it out? And I don't know. They just kind of kiss and lay on each other, right? Is it even suggested that they were naked in bed or anything? No, they're in their lingeries. They're really? Like, they're both wearing their slips or whatever. I wonder if that's an actress thing, too. Cause well, both... I know. Fam- I mean, you know, it's also like Famke Jensen is like 51 or something. And like, yeah. You want to say and what? And Davis. No, no, no. I'm like, do they not want to show these older people's bodies as opposed to the nubile, beautiful bodies they show all day? Are you saying she looks anything less than perfect Famke Well, like even Viola Davis, like they have her covered up in half those sex scenes. Yeah, makes sense. You know? yeah. It's like, it's interesting. The focus is always on the the ripped, like, or young, live bodies. So Tight, sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, like why so um, the joke I keep making is that the show is sponsored by the American Oral Sex Council because every episode has some in sort of implied oral. And I was like in the I was like the lesbian love scene not brought to us by the American Oral Sex Council. How to it's get like, a, <laughs> you know. How to get away with dental dam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's interesting, but it, so it, but fully afterwards it's like you know the thing that sucks about, you know, it's great that we're seeing a little more lesbian representation, but you only see butches when it's a joke. Or when they're like not, they're not. You don't see a. Well, it's kind of threat to some guy's masculinity or, or something. Some kind of like, it's yeah. Usually, it's not a butch that's shown. At, like, if you have a butch who's like presented in any way that's attractive, it's a femi lady that they dress up like a butch. Yeah, it's like Foley's like, oh, well, because they're see. playing to a straight audience and they don't want to confuse them or some kind of like. It's they they they, they want to make well, everything color coded. Like and... the gay character in the show, one of the things that I kind of take issue with is that they show him extensively as being a top. And it's like, cause that's, that's a more, that's the acceptable gay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, I, but I enjoy the show. It's good. What would you have them do? Have a guy walk around with like, like talking with yes, his Bill, butt? Yes, Uh-huh. Like Ace Ventura? Yes, Bill. That's exactly Ask what I'm saying. Ask me a few questions. Why do I have these conversations <laughs> on this show? Oh. Um, why do I try? Hey. This is you always know? two hours of regret with Annie and my co-host. Did Bill. you not go back and watch that Star Trek episode where Famkin Jamson shows up? No. It's good. I don't like Sarah. But it's Famke Jansen. She's super. That was like the first thing she ever really did. This was is before she, she was a Bond girl. Was she? What What? What Star Trek was it? Was it? Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, it was. Okay. She makes uh, uh, actually both Riker and Picard uncomfortably horny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where she comes on to Riker and Riker, like no one's supposed to be fucking with her because she's uh-huh. promised to this other like weird prince or, like on another alien planet or something. Uh-huh. She plays a character who is sexually empathic. And okay. so she molds herself to whatever guy she's around okay. to become, like, their ideal mate. Uh-huh. Like, she gets near Worf, and she starts growling and stuff like that. And with yeah. Riker, she's all like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And then, like, with Picard, she's all like, I like smart things. <laughs> and, like, Picard's like, no. <laughs> actually a very cute episode because sure. especially funny because like two years after they filmed that they did x-men where like he she like she's her, his student and it's funny because like they almost boned in one episode but i'll just just throw that out there famica jensen she was good she killed people with it's her really funny because foley's had a crush in famica jensen for so long and it was like i suddenly well, that's what i'm wondering like, because i know she was a star trek fan i'm yeah. like this is the origin of a particular type of woman that foley's attracted to yeah, it's weird to think famica jensen she's been around for like 25 years yeah, she like because that episode looks, was her first thing and that's she looks so good i hope i look as good as her when i hit 40 did you see <laughs> oh did you see the new x-files trailer oh i did okay what i i thought it was who, fucked up that like dun, 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 that little theme, theme song it's, it's just a couple people going old old old, <laughs> old, old, old. <laughs> the, um, david duchovny just looks like a he looks like he's been fire. eating pudding especially <laughs> because everyone 
else in the show looks so good. But the thing All is, I is know that is that bald guy got beard. A uh, Mitch Pelegi. Okay, is Mitch Pelegi. guy still alive? Apparently, Mitch Pelegi looks like my father. Yeah, and I have a huge crush on Mitch Pelegi, and I always have. And my dad grew a beard this summer, and he looks exactly like Mitch Pelegi's beard. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable with how attractive I am to Mitch Pelegi. The first. When I saw, like, what little bit of the X-Files I saw, like, like you know, 20 years ago, uh-huh. I remember I, I'd watch the show and I was like, oh, he's just, like, the nerdy little guy. Now he looks kind of badass with that Who, beard. Who, Yeah, he looks like he's no, going to always been, like, a like a I never watched the show dude. for, like, length, uh, but yeah. just because he was bald and had glasses, it was like, oh, he's the George Costanza. No, he is not, Bill. He could rip George Costanza in half. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's actually, he looks uh, like a motherfucker. Yeah, but, um, the... I looked at Mitch Pluggy's because I, I was looking on Twitter to see if anybody else was making jokes or to see if I had a picture <laughs> of him, a picture of him for those things that I yeah. can tweet. I found his Twitter and the two most recent things he had do- tweeted were retweets of someone posting a Skinner Scully fan vid, like slash fan vid. What? I'm like, what is it? Like, <laughs> I'm just watching, looking at this guy's Twitter page. I'm like, thinking? you're an actor <laughs> retweeting. He has a sense of it. humor. He does have a sense of humor. But anyway, oh. uh, where you're fucking Jillian Anderson, I'm like, I can't blame Scully's him. Scully's literally cutting cheese with her uh, cheekbones. I do like that. I did watch. So here's my background with the X-Files. I watched the X-Files, but I, like most Every X-Files fan I know only really liked the Monster of the Week stuff and mm-hmm. that the larger mythology stuff just makes you roll your eyes and do a jerk-off motion and, you know, like, you're just waiting for, like, the interesting character moments that come from these more isolated storylines yeah. as opposed to, oh, Black Oil, Aliens, uh, Mulder's sister. And this seems to be, like, playing along that vein where it's like, oh, Mulder has to save the world. The only thing that's good is at the end of the show, I didn't see the most recent movie. So I don't know what the new... Were there like two or three movies? There were two There's at least two, because I saw the first one in the theaters. I saw the first one in the theaters. Which is funny, because I saw the movie after seeing like two episodes of the show, and I was like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm wrong for the ride. I don't know what Mulder and Scully's status quo is after the last movie, because the last episode of the TV show, you basically see them right off in the sunset together. In a way, they're like running off together, and they had romantic, Hmm. like, their thing. And in this episode, like, in in the preview, you see Scully, she's like clearly in a medical context doing her... Medicine it up, and then you have Scull- like Mulder call her. Also, you have a you have a reversal by the end of the show where Scully is now the believer. Okay, and not to say that Mulder is the skeptic, but when but you have it's Doggett it's, yeah. and the other one uh, come in, like they're the Doggett and the other one. I can't remember her That's name. That's actually Misty Pizza. When you have they Doggett announced that there's going to be an X Files Blu-ray Reyes. box set, and actually the two seasons are just called the Doggett <laughs> and the other one. <laughs> Uh, Reyes, when Doggett and Reyes show up, Scully is the believer. Anyway, but yeah, the, the trailer opens with Mulder calling Scully, and Scully just rolls her eyes, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm done with this. I don't yeah. know. But it's a mini-series, which means they're just gonna focus on the, the post-apocalyptic stuff, and who gives a shit? I wonder if that actually is popular, if they'll just keep on bringing back a couple more mini-series, or if they'll actually just start the show over again. I don't know, man. They keep trying to bring it back, and because there's all the... I, they, I think there's a perception... Because it was an important television show at a moment in time, yeah. I think it, it is perceived to be more beloved than it actually is. I, the funny thing is I know a lot of people love it, but I don't know anyone I know who loves it. I love the X-Files. Well, you do. You're pretty much it. But I don't. You Any, can grill me on the X-Files and I would not be able to. You're a woman. You're like a giant house with many hearts. Can I ever truly know you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first ever dirty fan fiction I ever read was um um 
uh, Skinner giving it to Mulder in the bed of a truck. <laughs> and I remember thinking Wait, at the time, was at your like, parents' house? Yeah. You're I was awful. a kid. And I was like, what is happening? For many reasons. I'm like, why are oh. they in a truck bed? And what is happening? So it is Chris Carter in charge of all that stuff, right? Like, it's he's. Uh, as far as I know. He's which, according the, to a lot of people, man. that's not necessarily a good thing because, no, yeah. He was, that was his thing. His thing was the conspiracy. Well, that's what shit. I was checking to see if Vince Gilligan, the guy who created Breaking Bad, and is supposedly responsible. He was producer for yeah, X Files for a lot of, the, of the good stuff, supposedly. Yeah. And I guess he has nothing to do with the new of one. Of course not. He's got just... better things to do than to retread something he did 20 yeah. years ago. But I know he's still friends with those guys, so if they oh, ever sure. wanted to loop in it, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder if they'll bring back the lone gunman. They there was something I saw specifically like there was canonically at least there's going to be a reference to somehow they did not die. Okay, and good. like yeah, the like they there's there. the door yeah. is open for them to come back. All right. Yeah. Oh man, X-Files. X-Files is one of those things where I consumed it all. I can remember very little of it cuz I cuz very little of it is worth giving a shit about. And mostly I just have ambient affection for Mulder and Scully. That is entirely you know, they, I, I don't remember them earning it. I just have it there. They, they never kissed on the show, did they? Because I know they ki- they almost kissed in that first kissed movie, the movie, and then she gets stung by a bee and falls down. I because I remember I saw that in the theater, and everyone in the theater got really quiet when that happened because it was like, remember. oh my god, they're gonna kiss, and then like, rah, 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 rah. yeah. I can't remember if they kiss. But David Duchovny, man, yeah, he looks. Fu- he's the one. He's the one. It's funny because he wasn't he the first one who walked away. Mm-hmm. Now he looks like the one who desperately needs the paycheck. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is like, we got along fine without the X-Files. We're just here, David Covenant, because you turned out to be a sex pervert who needs a payday. So, yeah. Okay, I'm seeing them kissing in different clothing than the one kissing. Unless it's a photo of a nip. Oh, which you can never... Christ. Man, I remember when X-Files came out, I was young enough that that was when I was like... I was in uh, a different fandom, and I had... This was how ill-advised and puritanical oh, no. baby Annie was. I was part of the anti-HR fam- fandom, which is I had started tr- a movement that was anti-hopeless romantic because I was tired of all the shipping. Fandom isn't about shipping. What are you oh, guys that doing? Well, yeah. I know, seriously, Christ. can you believe? Imagine little 13-year-old me in a message board going, why are you bothering oh. thinking about their kissing? What about their adventures? Did you see uh, Steven Universe this week? No. Because I watch when they... It's the iTunes stuff, because yeah, I know last I week was... I will see it next week. Yeah. <laughs> After the next They are episode. starting up a whole new, like, there's some plot shit going on. It's, yeah, it's, I'm it's curious, pretty, yeah. I, I saw Paradot show. They yeah, Paradot's now become more of a thing, stuff, yeah. So, so. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Universe. I hate being a Steven Universe fan and being on the internet, because it just means that anytime an episode comes out, and I have to wait to watch it legally... Annie... I see everyone freaking out about every episode. Something tells me by the end of this day, you will be in possession of both New British Bake Off <laughs> and a new episode of Steven Universe. <laughs> Uh, anyway, friends, believe it or not, this is us ending the podcast. This is it, uh, yeah. This is was the Boy Hattie podcast. As always, we're at Boy Hattie podcast on the Twitter. Um, Bill is at Mudger Nine Mad Spinuti. You can holler at us. But yeah, if y'all, what is your perfect Jurassic Park spinoff? Yeah, I'm assuming that I mean maybe, maybe you liked the Jurassic World. We don't assume that you hate it, but like what? Yeah, if you I, were I in charge assume, of the new Jurassic Park, I don't Park. know anybody who liked Jurassic World. I don't. I like I really. My idea is Land of the Lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yours. Is... I want to see what dinosaurs like that look like. You, it doesn't even have to be scientifically correct because I want see, like a Tyrannosaurus Bill, attacking a every stegosaur. single Jurassic Park fan I know their butthole just tightened up just by you saying that. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, how how you get all those, like, because I want, like, volcanoes and, like, orange sky, but, like, it's still be nice if it was, like, yeah, really, but cool. at this, I'm gonna you know, at this point, at this point, at this point,
this point, I'm always going to have to abandon science because fuck that feathered dinosaur bullshit. Yeah. So it's always going to be like, I saw people complaining that the dinosaurs in Jurassic World aren't feathered too. And I'm like, at a certain point, because it's, it's not the perception cartoon. of, yeah, it's not the, pe- it's not the public's perception. Oh, the weird of. thing is Chris Pratt, he was feathered. Until <laughs> because- <laughs> and with that, goodbye, everybody. We'll see y'all next week. You can see a little bit on early episodes of Parks and Recreation. He's got just a little Plumage bit of dander on his cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>